Amazing. That was Siegfried. A big thank you. Big, big, big thank you to the young folks there from Westford with Iford Primary School. Absolutely fantastic. It's now me. My turn. My goodness, slightly later than advertised, but who cares? That was absolutely amazing. Let's Support Radio, broadcasting live every day from 3pm. Powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. Oh, it's going to take me a while to get over that. That was just amazing. A last text. This is from Megan's granddad. And uh, he says, well done to amazing show, uh, Megan's granddad. Thank you so much. Uh, absolutely right. Put, pop your name in there, for goodness sake. I'd uh, love to say what your name is. It would be lovely. Thank you so much indeed for all the texts. I mean, I was just looking through the numbers there unprecedented amount of uh, listeners thank you so much indeed i really appreciate that hope you found that useful and engaging they were amazing uh, we gave them a little bit of training because uh, the equipment's slightly different the setup is slightly different probably see the photographs on twitter if you are there absolutely stunning and amazing congratulations really enjoyed the show it will be available to listen again to this evening on the usual uh, SoundCloud site with Westwood with Iford uh, Primary School what have you lost Mr Rocky you look like you've lost something um can I help you with anything? Are you? Oh, the headphones. Oh, he's fine. He's, fine. he's looking for his headphones there. Um, obviously, they're keen to go around and get as many freebies as they can. And we must not hold them up. Uh, this is, of course, the official broadcaster at Bet 2020. And have I got a cracking show for you? You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Net support, the driving force behind School IT Solutions. And we'd like to hear from you as well. Our email is studio at andertontiger.com. You can tweet us on, uh, no, you can text us on 07624 802272. You can tweet us using the hashtag NetSupportRadio or just tag me in along with that uh, as uh, at Russell Prue. Be lovely to hear from you. Let us know where you're listening from. I've got a great show. Uh, lots of content here. I'm just resetting desks and, and things like that whilst we are talking so that we can carry on with the show. Uh, up first is a great uh, guest of ours and good show uh, collaborator, if you like, the fabulous Al Kingsley. He is up with our usual opening comments and it's really worth a conversation. It's been a very interesting day today. It's, of course, a Friday the 24th and this is day three. And I could do that in a fabulous northern accent if I really wanted to. Uh, but Al Kingsley is up next. Don't go anywhere. This is Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. Well, listen, it's day three. What can you say about that, Al? What can we say? Day three, here we are at the start of day three. How do you feel? Phew. <laughs> We're over halfway We're though. Exactly right. I mean, it's been a fantastic first couple of days, and we've, we, I mean, certainly for the net sport perspective, we've had a really good time. But also in terms of the guests we've had and the sharing of best practice. I mean, I've been blessed with being able to see some fantastic show um, presentations, had some really, really good topics shared, um, and there's a really good vibe at this side of Bet. Certainly, I think from our experience, it really does feel, you know, people are coming here with a, with a purpose and, and ideas up for sharing and lots of that's woven into our you know let's share a digital strategy but it starts the conversation and it's lovely meeting peers that have either started that journey thinking about it or in some cases are well on the way or completed even so um yeah been a really positive first couple of days i think so too i think we saw an increase in uh, folks buying for their mats i saw more chief execs of multi-academy trust yesterday than i think yeah. i've ever seen before i hope that 
perhaps trend continues today as we kind of develop and folks come with a much bigger shopping list, not just for their school, but, you know, for schools in their community. A bit of joined up thinking going on, you know, I, looking at those hmm. economies of scale and looking at things that can have impact more broadly across the trust rather than just individual schools. No, absolutely couldn't agree. And I think that uh, now's the perfect time to talk about um, mental health, well-being uh, and all of those kind of issues that um, people are very acutely aware of this year. Yeah, it's nice people are talking about it, but actually acting on it rather than just the talking about, you know. And it's interwoven into every aspect of school life because we're all very acutely aware about the, the challenges of, of well-being and mental health for young people, but also the ever-increasing pressures on staff it becomes a factor in terms of staff retention and recruitment and that broader effectiveness of how we actually operate in schools absolutely couldn't agree more with you uh, there's a really interesting show coming up this year in may in cardiff quite innovative over there mental health and well-being show uh, really keen to support that as well i think that uh, folks are just getting not just the, the the customers but also companies as well it's really mm. important to them uh, about positioning their product doing what they can for it so it makes it easier quicker and more intuitive absolutely and we've taken some strands along the same lines within the technology at the moment so what we've done at, at bet is said you know what our classroom instructional tools are all focused about um, capturing progress, how young people are doing academically, giving that interaction and, and the peer assessment and so on. Mm. But actually, there's a level behind that, which is just how you're doing. Talking to young people, how confident are you, how are you feeling today, and providing a simple, easy way to capture that. Not necessarily to, to log away and report, but just to give the teacher a steer of that young person that might need a little bit more interaction, a bit more support this mm. morning. And so I suppose we've taken the, you know, the concept of the sign you might see outside a primary classroom in the morning with a smiley, happy face, and we've mm -hmm. turned it into a more digital context. But I think if we make it easy for people to ask the question, if we make it easy to free up a few seconds of time for a teacher to do what they do best, be mm -hmm. personal, interact with young people, mm -hmm. that's where technology is actually supporting the, you know, the, the real professionals in the room. Excellent. Couldn't agree with you more. Wh who's on your agenda to meet today? Who can we expect to see today? I'm going to use that cornucopia word again. We've got a real mix, haven't we? We've got we've got some fantastic young people coming down with Martin Bailey today, uh, some young students, um, and I'm going to be with them on one of the development stages at BET today. Wow! Really talking, and and it links into your good self as well um, about how we've worked with a number of schools together, uh, young people that came down last year at BET um, to find out more and share how they've been learning about digital citizenship and using technology. And here we are a year later and they're on one of the main stages sharing their expertise and experiences with the audience. That's what I call a result. And absolutely, that's a huge result, you know, and, and we've been collectively supporting that both in your efforts with the radio and the, and the Westwood Life for Children and others to make sure that there is a, a good student voice here at the show. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, we've got some fantastic presenters, as we have every day on here. Um, Adam Chase is coming and presenting today, and he's going to be sharing his ideas about teaching computing and coding in, in, um, in a primary school. Um, and he's one of those guys that I just love listening to. He's got a fantastic way of, of sharing ideas that really inspire and think, oh, you know what, I could give that a go. So I'm really, really looking forward to that, you know, and that we've got uh, we've got all sorts of presentations on there today um, that I think will be great. Uh, Julian Wood is coming along, Ideas Factory. Love him. He is just such a good presenter, you know, and um, it's, I shouldn't be saying this, but I come to bet, I do lots of presentations, but I also think you can always shape your craft by looking at others and seeing how they interact and the great ideas they do. So um, 
dare I say, I should be doing quite a lot of learning today, Mr. I think that's Broome. good. Come charge your batteries, fill up on new innovative ideas, and a watch some good stuff. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm also blessed, and hopefully you might get a chance to talk to them later. Uh, I've got the CEO and the um, finance director of the trust that I'm chair of, Hampton Academies Trust, um, coming down. We're looking as part of our digital strategy. Of course, you've got to practice what you preach on some of these things. Indeed. Um, but we have a model about all through education and about the impact, particularly transitions year six, year seven, and specialist teachers being available in primary, uh, which is really exciting. And again, it's about broadening those opportunities. So I hope you'll have a chance to to chew the fat and unpick a bit with them later on today. I'm looking forward to it as well. Today, I think, is a, a day of greater reflection and contemplation. I think that'll be the words for today's show. I think that would be lovely. A little bit of, bit of calm and um, peace, and, it, and it's exciting, isn't it? I'm calm already, which is really good. Al, always good to talk to you. We'll catch up again, no doubt, uh, for tomorrow's show or perhaps later on today. Really good. Al Kingsley, ladies and gentlemen. Online across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. With Russell Prue. And a very good afternoon to you. That was Al Kingsley. We've got so much more still to come. Live guest in the studio. I'm revving him up right now and we shall join the conversation with Bryn in just a second. Do get in contact uh, with me. I'd love to hear from you. Here are the details. Contact the show right now. Just send a text message to 07624 802 272 or email us using studio at andertontiger.com. Tag the show on Twitter. Just use the hashtag NetSupportRadio. Tweet the show for a mention. Just use at Russell Prue in your tweet. Welcome to Net Support Radio, powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. 25 minutes to four. You've been listening to Westwood Radio this afternoon and they have been stunning. Uh, congratulations to Ian Rocky. What an amazing piece of work as well a really good well done well done well done and thanks so much indeed for all the parents that really validated the young people's work here uh, and just an amazing that'll be up on the westwood soundcloud site it'll also be available on our soundcloud site just as quickly as we can after the show it'll be before seven o'clock i am guessing because there's a bit of editing the file is already you would believe we've been on air for 84 minutes already there's a huge amount of work uh, joining me live in the studio is Bryn Llewellyn and it's lovely did i get that right Llewellyn or do you you know you said that did, better than I say it. Did you, did you not bother with it? I just don't, I'm really not quite sure as well. How's your bet been so far? Bet is uh, massive. Uh, this is probably the seventh year that I've been here. Uh, I was invited to exhibit, but I just thought, you know what? I just want to wander, absorb, see what's going on and catch up with friends and colleagues. That is a laudable activity. Uh, just tell the listeners a little bit about you and your expertise. Okay, uh, I'm an ex-teacher, ex-school leader in the delights of Bradford, West Yorkshire. Uh, I got a little bit hacked off by the fact that uh, the powers that be were saying that it was English and maths and maths and English only, which meant certain subjects were pushed to one side. So I thought, let's try to teach those two core subjects through physical activity. So think TIG or TAG or TAG rugby meets Scrabble, TIG or TAG or TAG rugby meets Countdown. And um, this is what we do. It's about moving and learning. It's about physically active learning. And um, I wanted to create something a little bit like Lego in terms of uh, something that went from early years foundation stage into key stage mm. one key stage two and beyond and is that available across the whole of the country you work across the whole of the country yeah probably got about 240 schools on board at the moment wow. it's um pretty good in terms of uh, 
the schools engage. In fact, we've just had uh, Ian Rocky's school there. I was working with them just last year. Amazing. Um, so it's the, the power of Twitter um, yeah. spreads the message and um, it's, it's good. It's a good place to be. Uh, I think schools struggle at the moment in terms of a lack of funding. We've uh, seen that left, right and centre. Um, but the pioneering schools, the pioneering school leaders see the benefit. Yep. Uh, they see the smiles on the faces of the children. Uh, they look at the research from Leeds Beckett University and they show that uh, moving and learning works in terms of an impact on physical well-being Brilliant. but also in terms of cognition and academic performance. So after your initial contact with the school, mm. what do you leave them with? What expertise do they have? Do they need you back again? Is there a, 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 a cassette that comes with you? What, what do you leave? What's the legacy? How does it go on? I don't know. You've just mentioned the word cassette there and I'm thinking of like the spool of tape that comes out and you, you, you wind it back in with yeah, the pencil for some obscure do. reason. Um, no, the, the schools bring me in to do a, a physically active learning day and they see just how easy it is so I'll work with as many classes as I can as I say from EYFS up to Key Stage 2 uh, and then we'll finish off the day with a, a two-hour CPD session oh. so the teachers are uh, empowered uh, to be able to do physically active learning resources once I've um, departed back up the motorway. I like it, I like mm. it very much. Are there any ongoing costs after your intervention? Uh, well as I say the, they can buy the equipment just think uh, Flexi tub buckets, think uh, okay. 30 belts, 30 Velcro belts, uh, containers, 400 tags um, with letters on or numbers on, and uh, um, a starter pack of session planning. So once the teachers get to play those games in the sample planning sessions, Brilliant. they then go away and create their own content. In fact, the best content has been created by children, whether or not they're from Haringey in London or Manchester or Leeds or elsewhere. Oh, sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, everyone should have you uh, immediately. Where can they find you and how can we book you? Well, sometimes I think I've chosen the wrong name, but the company name is Tagtivate. So T-A-G-T-I-V, number eight. So Tagtivate.com or at Tagtivate on Twitter. That is really good. Bryn, thanks for joining us. It's no. been really good to talk to you. I I've known you for quite a while. I've no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what you did, really. Okay. So, as I say, it's... Wow about putting smiles on faces of children yeah. combining health and education and uh, as I say the research shows that it works as well as it plays brilliant I like it very much thank you so much for joining thank us thank you Russell. a lovely afternoon and that was good Bryn Llewellyn well that too that's fine I'm just, I'm, kind of, I'm just milking it really take but care now, really Russell. good thank that you was, take care Bryn cheers Russell Pro. Hey guys, I'm Demi Lovato. I'm Jason Derulo. I'm Emily Goldie. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020, powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Russell Pro, bringing you all the news and chat from the show floor. Russell Pro, let's start the party. Banging tunes that hit the spot. Russell Pro, you're listening to Net Support Radio. Listeners, pleased to have a fabulous gentleman with me in the studio, Dan Sand. Did I get that right? You did indeed, yes. Thank you, sir. What brings you to bet this year? Well, we're here as, uh, as uh, I'm here as CEO of Sparks family, that's Sparks and Hegarty, um, and it's our first time actually having a stand at uh, bet. I've been to bet, like yourself, many years, not as many as you. Bless you. But many years, and I thought this time we thought we'd have a bit of a stand and talk to people about what we do as a business. But in addition to that, I've launched the EdTech Evidence Group. 
which is a collection of edtech companies uh, who've been around uh, for a while that are passionate about evidence. And what we wanted to do was get together and make a pledge on how we make sure we demonstrate evidence to schools all the time. That's nice. around undertaking research, commissioning research, presenting that evidence on our website to our schools and, and to the edtech community as a whole to set a benchmark of what good looks like. And it's really important because schools have limited resources, both time and money, and it really hurts when they waste that precious resource on propositions that don't have any efficacy evidence. And that's really important to get that right. Absolutely. I think companies are, are, are turning on to that. They're actually looking to that. But you, you, you just uh, caught my last guest, Professor Stephen Heppel, and we're talking about precisely this. Yeah. And we're talking about you know whether everything is being measured. So yeah. he's talking about CO2, lux levels. Yeah. He's talking about what the child had to eat before yeah. that happened. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, the current concept is that have a Red Bull drink before you go to an exam. But apparently that's the worst possible thing <laughs> you could do. It affects short-term memory recall. Yeah. The sugar rush is short and down very, very sharp. Yeah. Yeah. What you need is some hummus and some pita bread. And, <laughs> but no one's telling the kids that. I think, uh, yeah, gathering evidence of all sorts is important. We, we started Sparks based on research. We spent six, seven years of doing real deep research Good. on engagement. And it wasn't on attainment per se, but engagement. Are students engaged? Okay. Do they enjoy mathematics? Can we make sure we drive that behavior? Because what that does, it, it makes life so much better for the teacher. And the teacher can focus on teaching with engaged students. And over the years, we've realized that's driven much more behaviorally than just by saying we can do some clever technology. Technology is important, and don't, I don't, don't uh, state any, uh, anything else, but you don't want technology which overwhelms the teacher or undermines the teacher. For us, it's got to be pitched at the right level. Yep. And over the years at Sparks, we've developed some great discussions. We've got great relationships with schools, gathered evidence, evidence from hundreds and thousands of uh, questions that we've been had answers to, and, and demonstrate that it makes a difference. And that's really important. Does that extend to worldwide, or is it just UK-based? At the moment, we've started in the UK. We have The Sparks family has over 1,400 secondary schools in the UK. We've now started some work out in South Africa and in Spain in pilot stage, but we are pushing this year into other territories. We do maths, it's mathematics, um, year seven up to GCSC, secondary schools, and we're really passionate about it, and that's what we're gonna make sure we drive forward. Anything that you have learnt that would lead you to some interesting conclusions about variances across the country? So, um, do things work better in this particular area of the country? Is it better down here? Is it closer to the sea? Is that, I mean- That's I'd be a great question. I think what happens across the country, the, the economics and the social aspects have a big impact. We work with schools in some of the very deprived areas of the country, and that's really important for us, because we don't have any part of our proposition that doesn't solve the most disadvantaged. The, the reality being, if we didn't solve the disadvantaged aspect, we would not do it, full stop. Cool. And therefore, when we go to some of the schools, um, and to your point, in some of the coastal regions, where prior to using Sparks, they had less than 20% of the students doing any homework. And now in those very same schools, over 95% of the students do one hour of maths homework every week. And that's not through gamification, it's not through jumping jacks or rara, -ra. it's just through understanding that journey that student goes through. And a 14, 15, 12 year old goes through in terms of getting back into maths. And maths is sometimes quite dry. Um, and parents sometimes have that logo, I don't do maths. So what we try to do is break that down, get it engaging. We engage with the parents, so the parents will get an email every week 
telling them what their son or daughter did and reminding the parents who may have not done algebra for 20 years or what algebra is about. So suddenly you have a home team. You have a team at home that not just geography or history, but can sit with their son or daughter and say, let me help you with algebra. Like I think that makes such a difference. And that obviously goes across the country in terms of the social economic areas. But you're absolutely right. There are parts of the country which I think people choose to forget, which are extremely deprived, very high unemployment. And what we're trying to do is make sure we provide the tools to the students so they can step up. They can actually get much more employable. Nice. And those core literacy and um, uh, numeracy skills are so critical. No, I love an equitable level playing field. Yeah. I like that very much. Yeah. Where can we connect with you? How do we find out more? How do we engage with you? So sparks.co.uk, um, understand what we do. Our research is all published, so we can do that. Shortly, we'll be setting something up for the EdTech Evidence Group as well. In the meantime, Feel free to email me, dan.sandu at sparks.co.uk, and we can share all our information with you. Are you on social media? Can I connect Absolutely with you Absolutely, at, uh, um, at Dan Sandu, D-A-N-S-A-N-D-H-U. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Sparks obviously has a Twitter handle as well. Perfect. I think that is well worth anyone's effort. You speak very well, and I have thoroughly enjoyed our chat today. Pleasure to be here again. Rev up your red tech impact with NetSupport's award-winning solutions. Thanks very much indeed, Dan Sandu. Really like that. That was Anna Pedroza. She introduced me to Dan. Really enjoyed that. And thanks so much for the tweet. Lovely photograph of you in the studio. Really, really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much. Loads to come on today's show. Lots of very interesting people, including Miles Pilling, Professor Stephen Heppel. He was the guy talking about the plants. So we've managed to weave that into our previous show. Bring your own plant. B-Y-O. P, bring your own plant that's the 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 barrier is oh how on earth are we going to look after 30 plants in every classroom you don't the kids do it and they uh, decorate the pots they manage that they water them they look after them and if they fail for any reason they bring another one in so everyone brings a plant in and that is a proven fact to reduce the co2 levels in that classroom and increase oxygen levels and we all know the effect of oxygen on the brain um, the Learnometer is a brilliant device. He came to show me this. Something he's been working on for many, many years, and he'll be talking about that in his interview a little later on. Uh, there's loads, loads, loads. Special education needs a big, uh, really important topic here as well. I caught up with Andrew Whitehouse a little earlier today just to tell you about his particular interest, which I thought particularly interesting. Uh, so don't go anywhere. He is up next. I'd love to hear from you. Get in contact with me. We're across Twitter. Just use the hashtag NetSupportRadio or you can tag me personally or you can drop me an email on, uh, on a radio at uh, AndertonTiger.com studio at AndertonTiger.com or radio at NetSupportSoftware.com Dot com. Lovely to hear from you. Um, let me know where you're listening from and what's going on and if you're enjoying the content here. Thanks so much for staying with us. It's a brilliant show. I hope you enjoy the rest of it. Andy Whitehouse is coming next. Uh, with me live in the studio is Andrew Whitehouse. Andrew, welcome to the official radio channel of BET. Thanks, Russell. What brings you to the show? Well, I actually call BET my works out in. Every year I come to BET to have a look at what's new, what's available. My area is special educational needs and disability. So what sort of assistive technology, what resources are out there, and what I can recommend to my clients in schools and colleges when I'm visiting. How have you found the state, the state of play this year? Uh, not too much has changed. We've got some uh, 
PyTop and the coding side of things is very interesting to me. They've got some really uh, uh, new new things going on. The PyTop 4, I think, is going to be a bit of a game changer for young people. And uh, TTS have got a lot of nice um, nice SEN resources, Special Direct. We've got a, they've got a new cat, a cuddly cat, which I quite like. Good, okay. And do, and do they have the accessibility tools, the extra add-ons that we require, particularly for children with accessibility issues? Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. The the stuff I like, the stuff I like is things that uses technology, where the traditional methods don't work. Good. The stuff I don't like is it's the replication. Absolutely right. No. Oh, <laughs> that's not what I was. Gonna oh, say. I'm sorry. I was going to say right. the stuff that just kind of replays. So the keyboard, just a keyboard. It's yeah. just. Oh well, yeah. That's that's. But what I don't like is to come into the show and I see wonderful, wonderful things, uh, and people say this is the technology of the future. It's not the technology of the future. It's the technology of the present because otherwise it wouldn't be here. And um, where I get frustrated is going into schools on Monday morning. And then they'll be there doing their handwriting practice and their spelling tests. And, and you know, an awful lot, maybe 90% of people are not taking that extra step and using this technology that's clearly out there and making those differences which are relatively easy in a lot of cases. Good. Excellent. Have a great show. Thank Where you. can folks connect with you? You've got a great website, haven't you? I've got. You can get to me on peoplefirsteducation.com or if you like Twittering, I'm... Uh, I'm like a really nice version of Donald Trump. I'm always on Twitter, so at Andrew W S E N. So not at all like Donald Trump, but thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Nice to see you. Check this out. You're listening to Net Support Radio with Russell Prue. I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. <laughs> Listening back to that, I think it was a bit mean to that chap. It's a bit shame. But Andrew, I'm so sorry if I came across a bit mean, but Donald Trump, I didn't quite know where that was going, really. Uh, not at all like Donald Trump, but uh, thanks so much indeed for the interview. Enjoyed chatting with you. It is uh, nine minutes to four. We will have uh, some news at four o'clock with you. Uh, I'm just looking at my guest and going, four o'clock news bulletin. Uh, I've got James Donaldson with me live in the studio. He's here to talk about Project Wellbot, and he is from, you're going to love his voice as well. He has the most gorgeous voice from Cardiff Vale. There is no pressure, sir, but welcome to our fabulous radio show. Good to be here, Russell. Good to see you too. Thank you so much. This is uh, twice in one year, which is really good. Um, Congratulations. It's just brilliant. Just uh, bring the listeners up to speed with this brilliant project, can you? So um, Project Wellbot is a um, a project that we are running with our digital leaders and student union. We had some money from Welsh Government, small, small amount to look at ways that we can improve well-being, uh, access to information, advice and guidance across the college. We're a very large college, 6,000 full-time learners, 14,000 part-time learners. Wow. And um, so scalability is a challenge for us. Indeed. And equity of information is important to us. And how do we get that information to our learners? So it's important. So we've got our traditional methods, our posters and, and marketing and whatnot. But one thing that kept coming back was that learners were increasingly using their technology, increasingly using their phones and also wanted to be able to access information um, almost instantly really. Good. That's kind of the expectation around that. Okay. So this uses um, a Q&A maker through Microsoft okay. and through Azure and in conjunction with our wellbeing teams, counsellors, uh, SEND teams, student services, we have built a fully functioning chatbot which will answer queries around information, advice and guidance, wow. list of well-being, will refer you, can book appointments, 
um, and then uh, learners can type in questions uh, or, or keywords and it will try to um, interpret that and then give you the information that you need. I like it, I like it. Uh, I'm really, really pleased <coughs> to hear that you're, you're doing it this way around. I mean, there's a, a lovely, I was talking to Professor Andy Fippen from um, University mm-hmm. of Plymouth and he was saying, you know, um, student faculty were r- really concerned about well-being of, um, of the students. They understood they were very stressed and overwhelmed by technology, so they thought they'd send them all a text message. <laughs> so a more push approach <coughs> rather than a pull approach. So I'm yeah. delighted to hear and they were just saying that's just not at all what the students want that that's enough stop when i need to be able to get the help when i want it not when you decide i need it so yeah absolutely i like this very much tell me some more about it so what what, what the tool is is it, again it's, it's a little um i guess an ai bot it's not there to give you cognitive therapy or to diagnose but that lower end of well-being and that, that's not in the sense of it's not important but sure um if you were anxious because your bus pass was not renewed and you didn't know how to do it that you needed extra time for your exams you needed help you just needed a space in our well-being hub to speak to a well-being officer to then get that human interaction so this was a tool that would help us do that and it gives us one truth of information as well so all of our teams filter into this central database nice um, rather than having to constantly update version control so you could type at any at one point we publish it so our student digital leaders will um, input data that they decide is irrelevant we we check it with our safeguarders to make sure they're giving the right information nice. and then that's published and that's live so the information that's going into that process is one that students feel is valuable to them not what a 35 year old something has decided is good for them which is probably um, the key bit for us um, I like that I, the fact that you realise that is a, a huge step is this transferable is this bot specific to, to Cardiff Vale or can it be uh, moved around the country is it available well, elsewhere one, one of the project games we're a kind of a, a small but mighty nation as you know Russell Indeed. and uh, we work with lots of other colleges because um, fundamentally we all got into education to try and do the best that we can so it's built in Microsoft so if you have that uh, Azure architecture you can move that around what would be specific to us is our knowledge that we're imparting into the bot sure. so if you were in another college you would put your own data the, the fields. Plus time tables yeah, wouldn't so chime. I, I do understand. But, but the process is replicable, and that process, would be very absolutely, interesting. Absolutely, yes, indeed. Well and, and that was the point of it, that we wanted it to be sustainable. So each year when we have new digital leaders, we're hoping that they will get on board and add their knowledge. And because it uses AI, it's, it's learning. So currently it's probably at a, ooh, a bit more than a toddler, I would say. So you feed it information. Um, it, it, it learns and it says, nice. did I get this right? And you say yes or no. Wow. Um, so we've had some uh, howlers in the past, which I guess we're, um, that are quite funny now in, in the sense we said, a question said, I want to drop out of college. So the initial drop out was picked out and immediately it said, okay, well, thanks, bye. Well, obviously that's the total opposite of what we want. So we've had to do a little bit of training with it. And oh, we, it sounds like customer services at Amazon or something oh, like ab- that. Absolutely. <laughs> so we needed to kind of look at those kind of... Um, I love it. I love it. processing links, but we but we refine them, and um, really proud of our kind of students. You know, digital leaders that give up their time for free to do this, um, and they really do, we're really diverse because we're in the centre of Cardiff. So we have lots of different learners. We have you certainly uh, do a BMA very diverse. Learners. We've I like got trans learners. I can't believe. This. 
all sorts of learners working on this, which is really important to us. In language, can I ask about language here? What language is it available in? It's available in Welsh and in English. So again, because uh, we're a, a sort of a Microsoft college, we're utilising the, the translator tool that's built oh, in. wow. So you can get your answers and it will take it back and then you can put that into Welsh. So you've got a whole range of other languages that you're thinking yeah, as well? Yeah, potentially, absolutely. Yeah, and we're... And we're it's very much kind of a because it's a new tool. It's an emerging tool. I mean, we, you, you know, AI, I guess, is emerging. Sure. Uh, we wanted to do some good with it. We had a limited budget and said to the learners, "We've got this. What do you think?" Um, so they're really keen. So we're we're looking to develop it to take it into nice. I like uh, it. text to speech and things like this, and to give it a little bit more of that human touch. But yeah, it's all up and running. Our little um, our well little wellbot is is kind of working its way. Love it. And we get the data that we can say, well, actually, it's had. 40,000 conversations since its life and, and vice versa and it's helped it's this the number of people. The data you're getting back, uh, that's I think very, very valuable now just to see what they are, to see, you know, what kind of state, what well-being, what kind of state of the nation is. Where, where yeah, are the absolutely. students there as well? And the language, I'm really impressed by. I mean, just have to walk into Cate's High School, 80 different languages spoken on that site. Yeah. Eight zero different languages. We have around 60. That's pretty amazing, I have to say. And the ability just to plug into something that's already there. Microsoft Translation, just, I like that. Less work for you and more portability. Yeah, and absolutely. And it's a different way of working for our, for our teams, but um, we've always looked at the ethics behind it and the information that we're pumping in. And we always caveat it by saying this isn't your only tool. There are people behind you, there are counsellors, there are safeguarders, there are student services people that will always support you. And all of our information always leads back to that person in that sense. So we feel, but equally, we wanted to, um, oh, I hate this word to an extent, to sort of, um, what's the word? Kind of disrupt. You know, it gets bandied about, doesn't it, tech yeah, it things. Does. We need to disrupt this. And I think, well, actually, let's just try something a bit different. If it works, great. If it doesn't, um, well, we'll see what happens. Sure it does. And you'll, the proof is in the eating, as they say. And I'm indeed. You're going. James, stunning. Absolutely stunning. A well-worthy uh, project. Well, when last met, did we not talk about this? Was this age. under wraps? Is I this only? Is this it, you just launched this? Is this? Well, we've launched it in the last couple of months. Okay. Well, that would have, it was uh, back yes. in October when we uh, we did the the, the Welsh uh, National Education Show, and perhaps you weren't permitted, embargoed. I think they say <laughs> one also hates those well. Uh, chatting live there to James Donaldson, no relation whatsoever, but wish he did. Uh, to the fabulous Graham Donaldson, but never mind. That's fine. This is just the kind of thing he would endorse, so <laughs> it's not a problem there. Project so. Wellbot, uh, James. If they're really interested in this, uh, you're obviously an ambassador for the project at Cardiff Fell. Could we connect with you to ask you questions yeah, and stuff? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So we're delivering a little talk today with Net Support, but do um, uh, Twitter is absolutely fine. Perfect. Or if you find us, um, I'm at Mr. Underscore Elenco. Uh, you can also follow Tell at CAVC. Um, one of the team will kind of pick you up and we're more than happy to kind of talk about our experiences. That's kind. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I'm really. I'm, have you been on already? I'm just about to go on. Good. Congratulations. I wish you the best of luck. Don't make too much noise because there's a chap here trying to broadcast uh, the life out of the show. But thank you so much for joining us, James. Take Absolutely care. brilliant. All really good. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. I oh, think I planned the show. It's four o'clock on the button and time now for a full news roundup. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at Bet 2020. Time now to join our newsroom for a full roundup of today's news. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett.
26 people are now known to have died in China from the coronavirus outbreak. China's widened a lockdown designed to stop the virus spreading. Travel restrictions are now in place across 10 cities. Correspondent Patrick Fock is in Beijing. He says one of the latest fatalities is in Hebei province and therefore the first death outside Hubei. Hebei actually surrounds much of the capital, Beijing. Uh, and this second case that we've been told about is in Heilongjiang province, uh, some several hundred uh, kilometers away from Wuhan city, and it actually borders Russia. Uh, another uh, case, as far as we understand, of a, an elderly uh, person contracting the disease and dying. This is incredibly worrying because it's really raising further questions about whether or not these containment efforts are going to be sufficient. And, you know, authorities are obviously doing what they can, scrambling to uh, try and get it under control. Uh, but they may just very well have to rethink their strategy. But, you know, what do you do beyond right now is racing to try and uh, come up with a possible vaccine. But there's no telling uh, when or if a cure will be available. 14 people have been tested in the UK for the new strain of coronavirus. Fraser Knight reports from the Queen Elizabeth University Hospital in Glasgow. Nine people in the UK are still waiting for the results after being tested for the deadly coronavirus. We're told such suspected cases are not surprising and there's likely to be many more in the coming weeks. Dr Peter Holden from the British Medical Association says those who've been to China are most at risk. If you think you could have got it, please don't come down to the surgery, please don't go to A&E, please don't get on public transport, stay at home, ring up and we will triage it from there. And if you need help, help will come to you. While no cases have been confirmed, in the UK, the health secretary's told us the NHS is ready to deal with any. Fraser Knight, Glasgow. In other news, at least 13 people have been killed by Storm Gloria in Spain. Several people are still missing after flooding caused by the storm. The US has turned down an extradition request from the UK for a woman accused of causing the death of a teenage motorcyclist. Harry Dunn's family are calling for a meeting with Prime Minister Boris Johnson over the issue. In a bid to attract foreign investors, India's central banks up the limit of foreign investments in corporate and government bonds. It comes ahead of India's yearly budget, as Ishan Garg reports from New Delhi. The Reserve Bank of India India moved the limit from 20 to 30% for short-term foreign investors. It also doubled the investment limit for international players looking to invest in Indian bonds for a longer term. As the Indian economy observes its worst phase in six years, experts say foreign investments could provide the necessary stimulus. Critics, however, argue that the move could prove costly for India if the investors decide to dump the government bonds in the future. As its fiscal deficit widens, New Delhi is looking for various ways to raise money, including selling its stake in public sector companies. For bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. Thanks, Benji. I thought perhaps I should introduce myself. Introduce myself. You are listening to NetSupport Radio. The home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. Oh, thank you so much. Interesting. Uh, it's really exciting here. Four minutes past four. We are live until six with a cracking show. Um, you were previously listening to Westwood with Iford's live show from the show. They, those young people absolutely loved that, didn't they? Really, really stepped up and amazing. Uh, and it's very noisy here and it's very busy and there are lots of folks just poking cameras 
in everyone's face and taking shots and there's a presentation area on the stand that was live during that broadcast and the young people did very well absolutely uh, brilliant work and thank you to Ian Rocky the head teacher there for bringing them they've got a long journey now back um, and it wasn't a good journey here because the train stopped apparently um, on a, uh, a stop at, at too early so one stop before they should have alighted and uh, that wasn't particularly useful and so um, bit, a bit stressful for him but he, he came through really well well done congratulations absolutely amazing uh, loads more still to come on today's show I caught up with some colleagues at an infant school a little earlier at Dogsthorpe Infant School in Peterborough and really loved the conversation there. I want to share that with you next Listeners, I'm joined by a couple of colleagues from a fabulous... You're going to love the name of this school. Dogsthorpe <laughs> Infant School. How cool is that? You must have so much fun. Introduce yourselves. Becky Waters, head teacher. Hello, Becky. Hi. Rachel Geraldon, early Lewis leader. I, I've also got the lovely cat from Really School with me. Hi, very nice to meet you. And actually, I did used to teach at Dogsworth. Did? No, yes. well, I did that, indeed. Net support <laughs> stole her. Yes, I was, I was a little poached, perhaps. I didn't know that. Oh, bless you. You've never said that. That's a, a confessional. I'll come back to you later. Yeah. I, want, I want all the background on the head. Really, really good. So, uh, how you've been, obviously, uh, trialling and using uh, Really School in anger. Uh, what, what's it been like for you? Uh, really School has changed the way that we assess our children in reception and take observations it's made my team's life much easier and hopefully made things a little bit quicker down in the team so obviously teacher workload is a, a primary concern of mine so but it's meant that our children's learning is captured in so many different ways and and they're lovely journals to look at and to enjoy but no. Rachel's the expert really. <laughs> oh well, bless you Rachel that's really nice I, I often think that colleagues and I'm almost the industry just forgets that we do such valuable work at, yeah. at infant level yeah. Yeah. and they just kind of only start the, this process in earnest with, with these kind of prop, what I call proper tools a bit later on so how have you found the whole process? It's been amazing just to um, be able to assess the children with the touch of a button and take observations in different ways like the videos and audios it's really good and helpful for us as staff. Anything surprise you about it at all? Would you have been impressed or surprised about aspects of it? Um, just the um, assessment process of how you can click different age bands is really surprising because you don't get that anywhere else. Good. We're talking evidence today. Today's show by pure coincidence. You'd, th you'd think this was a, a very well thought out <laughs> scheme. It isn't. We, we talk to real people and there's a theme today. Evidence ah. is just, there's just a theme. It is just by natural. The last person is a, an evidence-based researcher. I've been speaking to Professor Heffel today who's collecting evidence about CO2 levels in the classroom, light levels in the classroom, oxygen uh, levels. So bring plants in. Get kids to come to school with a plant. Bring a plant in. Let's re-oxygenate the the spaces and, and kids are learning better and stuff like that but of course how are they learning better and where's the measurement and this is just the perfect thing there as well yeah, what's it like Kat working with your old school I mean that must be really interesting <laughs> it's really nice it was very strange at first as I kind of come back in and all the kids would go oh, you're back oh, you're, are you my teacher this year and I say no I'm sorry I'm not really back I'm just visiting and they look at you as such dismay but no it, it, um, it has been really nice to still get to work with everyone because I love the team there and the kids are lovely so it's great to still be able to work closely with them and build that relationship 
and they've been so instrumental in really school with development because you know they're using it firsthand and their feedback is so valuable for us for where to take it next so I, I love it absolutely love it what are you sharing with parents what what information what level of information what are you um, at the moment we've kept it sort of in-house they know and they see it at parents right. eat and things okay. so that's they can access come. it there but that's our, our next step really but obviously we we need to make sure that we're fully fully equipped to make sure photos don't go on the wrong things you sure. know in terms of the safeguarding side of things okay. which really school are very aware of and want to support us with we we just need to make sure our team are as confident as possible so that those errors don't occur as as much as you know we can help and um and, and of course that's a natural concern but you're dealing with a professional outfit so you know hello that's that's going to be you know part of what they yeah. do um let's just concentrate on push that aside for a second let's concentrate on the appetite for information from parents is there an appetite for that information or they're just going well you know, um, uh. it's, our parental engagement is is very good for things like um, coming into school to support events sometimes that understanding of what the assessments mean isn't there because why okay. should it be it's quite in-depth stuff um, but they they do want to see what their children are up to they do want to check whether they're you know they've got friends if they're joining in well and all those things but the assessment bit is probably not as strong for our parents they okay. just want to know their children are all right that is good that is that is really good do you think you'll be in a position to upskill their appetite for someone because i always think that a well-supported child at home is a well yeah. child end yeah. of story and i think that's important so, so so to raise that appetite so that they want to kind of you know well what have you there because you say you know, I think this starts really young. I think this gets worse as they get a bit older. But, you know, what have you done at school today? I think, you know, at 14, 15, uh, if, 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 if anything at all. I'm sure that young folks are a little bit more motivated that. But it would be nice to see. Yeah, yeah. And I think over the last sort of four or five years, I'd say, Rachel, uh, we have managed to increase that appetite, appetite for that level of information. We're now a bit further than they just want to know oh you're reading at school they want to know what are, what are you reading what are the strategies well, it's supporting that, that at home so, isn't it and absolutely. it's right and it's proper that that kind of thing we know the evidence is that kids that are read to at home have better yeah. appetites yeah. for reading enjoy reading more mm -hmm. and it's part of a household activity yeah. so i wonder whether getting the parents to do a bit more reading as well maybe have some reading clubs uh, alongside oh, that you probably already doing that so we've left two two classes this morning we left school at half seven this morning and, and at quarter to nine hopefully two classes were full of parents and carers for our, our book buzz so we have book buzz activities book reading buzz. book yeah. buzz so I the like it yeah the parents come in with siblings if there's younger ones for about 20 minutes just to share books um, and that's an opportunity for our teachers and TAs to model reading strategies model phonics and give that little bit of extra support through a really comfortable um, safe way because some of our parents aren't English speakers some of them are not um, strong with their reading so therefore we need to support them to support their children. I love it. I absolutely love it. Book buzz. Book buzz. You should have trademarked that before we've just broadcasted on the red. Oh, of course, it's uh, the book buzz TM trademark uh, to Dog Thought Infant School. I'm sure Al could sort that out for you. I love it. I absolutely love it there. Anything particularly surprised you about the school cap with their use of the software? Anything? 
it's just been really nice how well they've got on with it, to be honest, and how positive they've been in their feedback. Um, I think that's been really great, and just how quickly tech-shy staff, for example, have adapted to using it, which I think obviously is credit to the way it's been designed, but also to them that they're willing to take on something new and try it, even though it might be outside of their comfort zone. They've been willing to give that a go and really kind of run with it. And, and this is assessment on the go. This is running on iPads. This is uh, you don't even need to be connected to the Wi-Fi to make a, an assessment. It updates when you next get this. You can do some some forest work. You can go out into the, you know, breathe some fresh air. Get out of the uh, classrooms and do stuff in the wet. And you know, uh, that's brilliant, isn't it? Just to be able to capture those the kind of the come there. I think you're right to uh, highlight the photography is an issue because uh, photographs of kids doing stuff is a vital element of their assessments that's really good evidence nice to show people and for them to look back on as well I mean it's very interesting to you know as they grow up will that data be available would that be you know do they have access to it that'd be an interesting thing for you know this is new territory for us all but I mean a stunning opportunity this is me you know six four three two years old up a tree doing this or or learning about you know water flow and a whole range of stuff brilliant thank you so much for coming in your enthusiasm has has transcended the airwaves here Uh, i think that is clear from everyone but thank you so much indeed for joining us colleagues from dogsthorpe infant school you're listening to net support radio the official broadcaster for bet 2020 this station is now the ultimate power in the universe powered by the anderton tiger broadcasting network Thank you, ladies. Uh, It is 13 minutes past four and one of the bits I like most about Bet. It's a great physical opportunity. It works on Twitter as well, but so much more in person. To catch up with good old friends. No emphasis on the old whatsoever there. Richard. Uh, Richard Smith from Amazing ICT joins me. Richard, how the devil are you? You look good. Oh, it's good. I'm doing well. What are you doing in Shropshire and Telford that's really agreeing with you? I'm in eight or ten schools a week just helping children with technology, little robots, micro bits, a bit of e-safety. And it's it's going really well. So after working for the local authority, you made a decision, a transition, set your own business up. How's that going? Well, I'm fully booked till June, so it's it's That's brilliant. a good measure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it happened yesterday. But it's taken nine years, Russell. That's so, what I wanted. Um, yeah, it's taken a, it's a long work, time. It's hard work, isn't it? But it's word of mouth, so advice for people out there. Just just keep going, keep getting the word out. Use um, Twitter. I know you use Twitter, so I'm amazing ICT on Twitter. So, like today, just put little videos on of stuff that's impressed you, because the bet show... I mean, it's a beast of a place, really. I can't, I, I, the first time I came, um, I went home with two massive bags of stuff. Um, and, you know, I, I looked through them. And, and to be honest, a lot of the stuff wasn't relevant to my job, whereas I guess I'm a bit more experienced. So today I've looked around um, and I've got about a top 10 things that I really like. Um, and I've actually bought a couple of things, a couple of little robots, wow. which I, I could tell you about if you've got time. Yes, I have got time. And, and someone's uh, expertise and opinion on, on what's hot here would be priceless for our listeners. So, yeah, well, so what have you found? Well, what, is, um, what, is, uh, uh, what have you picked up today? Well, the first thing was um, in nursery, they use a lot of the Brio, which is the little train sets. 
um, and I often see those in little boxes. Um, so what, what they've got at one stand is they've, they've got some little units that connect with Brio that you can then program a little train to stop and start and it can even release the um, carriages. And the thing I like about it is it links with mass, so you might have a blue nice. and a red um, tile but then you can say to the children, what about if I put red and then blue instead of blue and then red? Because it might do something different. So you're looking at patterns and the effect they have. So it's sort of basic algorithms, but like with four-year-olds. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's brilliant. That's a good one. Um, what else? Um, so uh, there's, there's a lot of buzz going around with the micro bits. And, you know, I, I bought five this week because um, a school wanted a few more. And the, the good thing about that is they're affordable. So it's about 14, 15 pounds each. But then it, it's just like opening children's eyes to what they can do. So we were looking at uh, controlling a greenhouse with a micro bit. Um, there's even a little water pump so you can set up a little, little toy pond. Um, I bought a little robot for um, a little three-wheeled robot for £20. So you haven't got to spend the earth. So for £35, you can get a programmable robot. Wow. Um, so there's lots, lots of good stuff going on there. Anything dazzled you or completely and utterly amazed you off the scale? No. <laughs> That's oh, okay. a quick answer. Well, fair, I fair enough. You know, I just, I suppose, um, I tend to not go to the big, the the massive stands, which I know have had a massive investment, so so the bigger companies, I tend to go to the future zone. So okay. that's a, that's a good bit of advice. Anything there, for your, catch your eye? Yeah, there's there's um there's some really nice um, bits where you can Bluetooth. Uh, so for younger ch children, you could drag some blocks um, into some into a program, and then you can Bluetooth it to to a robot. Um, but you can also use physical blocks as well. So I think. That's the important thing, is I don't want the children just using tablets. Yeah. Um, I like it when you've got an alternative to the tablet, so you can do the physical computing as well. I mean, a big thing, obviously, nationally, is the money going into um, the We Are Computing, the NCCE um, courses. So I'm, I'm now a facilitator for that, so that's been quite a lot of work but now it means that I'm qualified to deliver those courses and what's really good is that each person now who comes on one of those courses they pay £35 per day but they get a bursary of £220 so it means like a two-day key stage one course would cost the school £70 but they got £440 to spend on kit and I think there's lots of people that still don't know about that, that that's come out quite recently um, so so it, that's the biggest criticism. They come on a course and they say, your ideas are brilliant, but they've got no money for the kit. So this is sort of balancing that out. So I can say, well, here's some money. Please don't let your head teacher spend it on the school roof. Why don't you buy three of these little robots or whatever? Wow. That's a, I had no idea about so that. So I'll just send you the, the Twitter. So it's at We Are Computing. Perfect. And it's the National Centre for Computer Education. And that bursary is available? Yeah, it's available to every state-run school. Um, just for one member of staff? Uh, one member of staff during that year. Oh. Um, so, for example, on Friday I'm doing an algorithms and programming course. So the people that come will get, get access to £220 a bursary. That's amazing. I had no idea. I had no idea at um, all. But the, you see that 
the um, government have put 84 million into this for four years. Um, so they're, they're sort of recruiting people like me who can deliver the courses, um, people that are experienced in the classroom, but are also um, can help the, the teachers to ensure there's progression because that's what we're finding on the on the on the sort of ground floor of what's going on is that you could end up with a year six doing the same thing as a year two. And then there's some repetition there and that's a bit sad, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, there are a number of progression documents out there, like I've produced, I've produced my own, um, but a lot of companies are selling them, ah. but the trouble is the cost can be quite prohibitive, really? so, so it's best really if they either write their own or they can get one um, from somebody like me free of charge. That's jolly decent of you, Richard, I Well, say. thank you, yeah. But it's fun. I mean, that's. Good. I think that's the important thing is that um, I've got to get that message out that, that all this is fun. It's, it, it's, and if you think of the skills that these children need to develop, then they're critical to, to the future of the, the country um, and, you know, to, to help them develop new um, ideas and creativity. No, essential, absolutely essential. Well, thank you so much indeed. I've enjoyed it. It's oh, great to see you. Bless you. I know you look better than I do. I feel I can tell you. just amazing. You are exactly uh, as I remember you. And it's got to be 10 years. It has oh, got to be. Yeah. My it's all It's all those little uh, supplements I'm taking, you see. Is it really? And we live in Shropshire, so the air's good up there. Well, so. apparently that's what I hear. And the well, water, too. Russell. And the water, too. Yeah. Uh, Richard Smith there. Again, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, d uh, so it's at AmazingICT. I've been tweeting some videos. Um, I'll send that one out again um, that I mentioned about the Brio nice. train. I like that. Um, and the, the other robot I mentioned. And it's uh, www.amazingict.co.uk if you want the free progression document. It's very decent of you. Couldn't have asked for any more from our guest. Richard Smith, thank you so much indeed for joining us. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Are you ready? <laughs> you are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. Support all the elements for successful school IT management. Ah, it's great to catch up with colleagues. One just enjoys that so much. It is 22 minutes past four. Time for some music now. And I just love this track. It's absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Ah, oh, just gorgeous. Ease yourself into the weekend there. E weekend there. Uh, that is Owl City Fireflies. Me likey very much. I've got a live guest for you next. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Now, there are times where I feel that this really should be Discovery Education Radio, and perhaps that's an idea for you at some point in time. Uh, uh, but they've got so much good stuff going on. I still haven't seen uh, Brian Cox yet. I keep asking Anthony, Brian Cox, just turn up with Brian Cox, for goodness sake. I'm sure he's done something for you. Uh, live in the studio with me is Phil Birchinol. He is the, and I love this title, Senior Director of Immersive Content. That has got to be good. Did you not write that yourself? I'd be so maybe, disappointed maybe. if you did not. Uh, I want to talk about augmented reality lots of folks in the background what's going on I think with augmented reality we're, we're at a crossroads and don't we say this every year at BAT you know this year is the year for VR this year is the year for AR and I think we've been saying that year in year eight 
out from, since 2015, when I think we first uh, brought some stuff to BAT. So is this year the year for AR? Uh, maybe, maybe. Okay. And I think but by this time next year, we will be firmly into that zone. This is the year that AR is starting to mature. So we're seeing, seeing it, uh, it mature in the classroom, we're seeing it mature technologically as well, and the way that we uh, deliver and develop the content. How are you providing augmented reality to your, your customers? Yeah, so at, at the moment we're, we're doing that through the, the website. So we're de delivering the, currently, the, what I call it AR 1.0, which is the way we traditionally access this kind of content, okay. which would be a trigger image, and they can download that, they can print that out, and that's integrated into the learning materials that we've currently got in uh, Discovery Education. So it's no longer phone. a 3D barcode now, is it? It's no, kind of moved no, since, exactly, since yeah. I last played with it at the BBC. We were just kind of dealing yeah, with... Yeah, I remember BBC Jam. It's yes. Good, good yeah. stuff, good it was, stuff. It was fantastic um, We stuff. were all there, um, but now it's just a photo. It's anything, isn't it? It's yeah. a, you called it a, what did you call it? You I call it? it a trigger. Some people call it a tracker. So it's something that makes something else happen. Okay. So okay. it's similar to a QR code or a barcode, but it's an image, and it's so sure. it's got the context. So it makes things happen in there. But that's AR 1.0. Okay. So moving on from that, what we're able to do is put that to one side. Although I still like the idea of the tracker and the trigger images because as teachers, we know what we love to do. We love to use things in our displays. We love to use them around uh, the school and the classroom. So it's wonderful to have that. But even better, what we can now do is just we can find, because the technology and the hardware is better, we can find a surface and we can actually bring something to life onto the, the classroom floor or the sports hall. We've just transformed the arena in BET into the surface of Mars in full scale. And the whole audience saw 800 people, so the stage turned into the surface of Mars. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do that in real life, actually, but that's beside the point. I'd right. like to stay there. Well, well, that's amazing. So do we still need an app on our device to make yeah. this app? Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so you've you still got to have the app. Uh, but the, the great thing is, is with the hardware, as, as the years have gone by, in those years that is going to be this is the year of AR, the reason we can say that with more confidence is because the technology is getting better and better. So will 2.0 or 1.5 yeah, or yeah. 1.0, will that provide me with web-based apps? That, that's a brilliant question, brilliant question. And yes, it will. And that's one of the things we've got to do. We've got to democratize the way we distribute, distribute content, Perfect. take it away from app stores and things. Yeah, that's valid. That's a great way to do it. Nice. But actually, we're about putting the content into of the course, classroom. Of course. And that's through a browser. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, just amazing. That would be really good. And, and I guess you're still going for a, a blended approach, so a mixed uh, modal delivery. It's not just in one. It's just it, it, it might be some audio content, some video content, some printed material. or. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure you'd be happy to hear this, but actually I think audio is, is one of the most misunderstood and most important elements of everything that we do, whether it's virtual reality, which we do, and augmented reality, because... Vision is just half of the sense. It's only what, what takes you to a certain level. And if you don't have the audio, and, and we pride ourselves on creating ambisonic 3D sound nice. so that you've really, so that's, that's part of immersion too. You can't immerse if only one half of your senses are immersed. No, absolutely. So sound, sound is massive. No, and good quality sound because they're, you know, oh, yeah, these, yeah. these young folks are packing their ears with Beats headphones, yes. which are three, four, six hundred quid a pair. They're used to quality, 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 and they don't want a five kilobits a second audio recording in mono <laughs> coming out. I mean, it's, they just, it's not going to cut it, a really. Amen it's, to that. Yeah, absolutely. And they know. And we've. You, you cannot fool them, they will seize straight through you, yeah. and you've wasted a lot of money on yeah. the other stuff if you don't do that right. It's yeah. so important. I know, you're 
speak, speak yeah. to someone that they're converted here as yeah. well. We, you yeah. know, we take a lot of time. But you have professional broadcasting. You just can't do this cheap. And Absolutely you know, this right. is kit you have in a, in a school, and and they know, yeah. they know, they do. They want some pumping bass. They, they want do. all of they those do. things. They want all I'm of that. delighted to hear this. This is very <laughs> exciting. Um, what's your first project going to be? What what is out there now? What can okay, I use? Okay, so um, we're, we're, we are taking children to Mars, and we are immersing them in that, and they're problem solving. We're taking them to the future. We're looking at climate. We're looking at all the changes that are nice. happening. The threats. How does that make us feel? Because content like this makes us feel things, and that's so important too. And if you make them feel something, wow, the quality of learning you're going to get out of them is quite something. We can tap into the the, the energy surrounding climate change. Would just be ama- amazing, that, immense. That's, that, that's uh, right. You know, being uh, being involved in a tsunami and 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 that that kind of immersive, as you've quite rightly said. Um, who else is going to be doing this? So that is it? Are there any other people producing this kind of stuff at this level? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're aware that other people are okay. making the augmented reality and certainly the virtual reality, which people that a lot of focus, but actually in the classroom, where you want children to collaborate, cooperate, and problem solve together, augmented re- uh, reality is fantastic because it's a social yes. experience and learning is, a, is learning is a social essential. experience, Agreed. isn't it as well? But so we other people are doing it. But yes. I think we're one of the only ones that are looking at it from this good. perspective. But we want a good um, uh, repertoire. We need good content. We need people that have been, that have been producing really good. Uh, some of your modules are just breathtaking. You know, uh, the depth and, and breadth of content and expertise. Which you've, you know, well, you've it's, it's something I know you get, which is production values. And we, we just touched on it before with the sound. Production values are important, and we should not patronise children by thinking that they are not, because they really, really are everything. You said it, and that's absolutely perfect. Great chatting to you. It's Thank not you. at all what I expected, uh, the conversation. Thank you to Angie again uh, for uh, wheeling you along. It is very good. <laughs> you are very welcome. Got something interesting to say. You'll certainly get, a, uh, you'll get my ears as well. Uh, Phil Birchenall, Discovery Education. So, so, so loving them. Brian Cox would be nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> Senior Director of Immersive Content. I keep asking, you never know. He's probably gone now, anyway. Now, he, was, he would be good on Mars. Wouldn't that be good on Mars? <laughs> Someone like that, a big name. I was promised Darcy Bustle today. Did I get her? Oh. Uh, absolutely not I had a lovely conversation I can do a 12 for you. well me too I, I offered that as well I mean, we'd have had to just I just wanted to find out about the dirt on strictly really but me too it wasn't at all <laughs> I know it's so good anyway so good so good uh, but um, she's come up with this really interesting dance uh, stuff. celebs we love them to bits um, but but they do sometimes carry a topic very they, nicely, they and do. you are no stranger to that. Next time, <laughs> Thanks, Brian Cox, Angie, that's really good. We're Phil, I loved it. Thank you so Thanks, much Russell. indeed. Delight. Really, really enjoyed Thank you that. very much. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. With Russell Prue. Oh, really good. I just love that when an interview comes together. Phil, I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. Uh, it is 26 minutes to five. We are live until six. So much more uh, to talk about. Another big thank you to Angie uh, Shatford. Thank you so much indeed, Angie, for bringing that. And thank you for your tweets. They're timely, appropriate, beautifully tagged, I have to say. Very nicely done as well. And uh, thank you so much indeed. It's always good to, call, to talk to colleagues. Um, I've caught up with some other uh, guests, and I want to share that with you in just a moment. Do get in contact with us. We are live 
live across the network right the way through until six. You can tag us, you can tweet us, you can email us. Here are the details. Contact this show right now. Just send a text message to 07624 802272 or email us using studio at andertontiger.com. Now, these are the people that actually, this is a brilliant idea. This is Darcy Bustle uh, getting together with some other folks. This is DD Mix, and it doesn't stand for Darcy Bustle. Uh, Dame Darcy Bustle, DPE, do you mind, Russell? Uh, it's a really good, it's about movement, it's about music, it's about getting fit, it's about exercise. Have a listen to this, you're going to enjoy it. Listeners, uh, the next guests in my studio, their tweet this morning caught my attention. It was profound, it was on trend, it was just insightful. It is the, the lovely people from DD Mix. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is a very exciting program. Uh, they're going to tell you all about it. Uh, Darcy Bustle, Dame Darcy Bustle, DBE. Plie, plie. Naughty <laughs> tales, good tales. Well, I mean, fabulous. What great, great patronage. It is amazing. Tell the listeners all about this very exciting program. Absolutely. So this is DD Mix for Schools, which is diverse dance mix. Uh, not Dame Darcy, um, but Darcy oh. came up with the program because she wanted to give something back for the every child and not just those who go to extracurricular dance classes or have to go after school or at the weekends, but that every child in that one classroom can experience the benefits of movement to music. Wow, a, a laudable and exciting. I think the challenge is for lots of us in post, we don't have the expertise, the skill set or the music repertoire uh, to do anything about this. What is it that you bring that's different? Well, um, we want to change the um, the stigma that might be attached to dance or PE delivery in general because obviously in primary schools it's the job of um, the class teacher often to deliver that PE it's, a, it's kind of the state of play at the exactly. moment. It's not good, but it is what it is. Exactly, and we want to encourage all teachers to deliver it themselves um, and so we have our, our um, program which enables every teacher to deliver it because they, it has a very simple package so we have genres so it might be um, the 1980s from different eras and we have lots of different countries so we use those genres as little tasters and samples for the um, children to taste and then from there they can use their creative confidence to create their own movement and the most important thing is that they're active throughout and um, obviously in the same sentence that we want to empower those teachers so that they deliver it with confidence so these four steps from each genre that they can deliver are like their Lego bricks on their foundation so they can easily take to any class along with games and activities to deliver to the children regardless of their ability and then the children absolutely love it so they easily go off and get sweaty and they don't realize they're even exercising having so much fun. I love it absolutely love it now my amid uh, original conceptual understanding is that this might be an online only activity that cannot be far from the truth <laughs> it is not at all this is in person no well so we offer the schools two different options so they can either we can either go in and deliver the inset training or via a twilight or a team meeting even wow. um, where we teach the teachers and we say bring everyone don't just bring a PE specialist bring your teaching assistants the dinner ladies can come um, we're all gonna have fun for a couple of hours and show you how simple it is because what we're trying to do is we're not trying to do anything technical or disciplined here there's no right or wrong we want the children to enjoy moving to music get their heart rates up realize that 
moving around, being active feels really good. And then hopefully that's the springboard onto further things. But yeah, we do it in person, but there is also the option for the teachers to train online if they want to. And what are you doing to help address teacher confidence? Because as we've established that, you know, it's, oh, this top the subject is delivered. It's a statutory subject. It's hilarious, really. It's delivered in the main by non-specialists. And what, what are, what's in the programme that makes me more confident to be able to deliver so, it? I think um, predominantly is about the games and activities that are around these genres. Um, so we go in, so whether it's the um, on-site inset that we go in and deliver the teachers, we straight away, as soon as we get them in the in the um, classroom or the hall, wherever we train them, and similar when we get the, t the kids into the class, is the first thing we do is straight on the task, um, playing these games with the teachers live. So actually, it's almost like a team building session, forgetting about what they're actually doing. It is a team building session that they find really fun. Now, it's great because at the beginning of an inset, you might get 30 to 60 teachers coming, looking at you with these blank eyes in complete worry um, and then as soon as we do those games activities um, the confidence in their face shines and then we give them some of the genres and again at the end of the lesson it might be someone that would never dream of wanting to teach dance or PE and they come up to you at the end they're like oh we, we're so excited to de deliver this purely because it's an accessible game or activity and the most important thing is it's not just a game or activity that game or activity might have a skill in it that that's going once they've delivered that then the child knows exactly what they're talking about and they can deliver it themselves so for example you might be teaching canon um, and, you, and for those of you who don't canon is it's one movement one after the other and um, by the end of it the teacher is really confident in canon because of a really fun game and so because they've ha had fun training in it when they go and deliver it to their kids they're excited about it because you know what kid doesn't like a game and so you can't you can't lose in that sense and everyone's sweating and having fun <laughs> there's a lot of sweating going on as yes. well which is just an interesting concept i have to say um, I'm, I'm excited it's a great program and you've just presented it here yes. how yes. was that it was great so um darcy did a talk on the benefits i mean we're lucky because of darcy's background she knows firsthand the many attributes of dance and the benefits for both body and mind and you know unfortunately that's not being accessed by every single child which we're trying to change um, so Darcy came up with it after she retired from the Royal Ballet and wanted to keep moving and just came up with a program where we celebrate lots of different cultures but also just in a simple format so there is like I said earlier there's no right or wrong um, you're having fun and we, we primarily we stay away from commercial or pop music or anything that on the mainstream that the kids can have an opinion about because um, we like to make sure that the class format is completely equal okay. and that all children are at the same level so you go into a classroom and you put on something like Beyonce you, you immediately we love Beyonce but you know um, you can immediately split the classes bias Yes. Um, so if there's something that they already know or something cool, then you've got kids who are maybe a little bit more shy, who will sink back a little bit. Yes. But when you come into the classroom and you say, right, today we're going to do a Chinese routine, you know, it's fun and they, they're all at the same level. So they're all starting at the same starting block and um, so it's really good fun. So Darcy just wanted to make sure that Brilliant. we celebrate everything that she's had the the lucky experience of experiencing with with her touring um, and bringing it to the mainstream to give this, back this just isn't ballet though is it this is no. a whole range of movies this is different genres we've got 
yeah, contemporary, we have. we've got jazz, oh, I guess. Well, we don't, we, but we don't do anything, any of those. So we don't do any ballet, contemporary jazz, tap, ah. because they are more of a specialised technique. Okay. So what we're trying to do, so we we do moves, and that's why it's dance fitness as opposed to dance. Okay, okay. So, you know, you can, we can make the moves a bit more of a fitness move, but they fit in in maybe the, in a Greek style. So we, we, the example of countries are, you know, we, we have Japanese, African, Bollywood, you name it, we've okay. got it, and okay. the Europe. We've got a hacker. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine, because they've all seen that, they're exposed to that, which yes. is really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced. Where do colleagues find out more about this? Where do we go? Well, you, you can go online. So we have a, we've got two websites. So we have um, Diverse Dance Mix and we have DD Mix for Schools. So that's our schools program for any um, primary school teachers, head teachers. Um, pop on to ddmixforschools.com and you can find out all about our program. Um, we can come and visit your school. Um, you can find out everything. Good. Excellent. We're also on social media. Yeah, that was my next question. On Get media. on with it. Right, what have we got? What have we got? <laughs> our handles are Diverse Dance Mix. Um, for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we love to have fun on there. So please follow us and enjoy the fun with us. I think it's really good. Congratulations. Brilliant idea. I like it. I like it. I like it. Good luck. Thank you very Thank you much. So Thank you. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite. A big thank you to Giselle and Kelly. They were just amazeballs there. At I'd have loved an awesome opportunity to meet the fabulous uh, Dame Darcy Bustle, DBE. Um, but never mind, that wasn't to be. Um, uh, only just to find out what was going on strictly as well. Uh, my next guest is sitting with me now. Um, and this was a, a, a passing conversation, really. And by pure chance, I have to say, Dr. Edward C. Uh, welcome, the good doctor. He is a YouTuber. Uh, he's big on uh, Twitter and very big and bigger, I suspect, on YouTube. Interesting. Uh, video meets radio. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really well. What's up, Net Support Radio? This You're is exciting. Very kind. You have the most gorgeous voice, I have to say, <laughs> which is really good. Uh, what brings you to bet this year? Um, so I am working with a company called Anui Tech. Uh, we build some software that is integrated into a lot of interactive displays. But this year at Bet, I've been very focused on what is the technology that is going to teach the future skills that we need to get jobs. That is a fantastic question. Uh, do you know the answer to that? Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. And Excellent. I think it really it comes from the straight up World Economic Forum data. Okay. Uh, you look at the world, right? In, by 2022, 75 million jobs are going to be lost to automation and digitization. Right? And if you see, if you see a lot of what's happening in the world, we were just talking about Donald Trump right before this. Why did he get elected? If you look at the actual reasons, yes, people say, oh, some combination of like Mexico and China. But if you look at the real world situation in terms of the numbers, it's finances. And look at what's happening with jobs. Millions, four million jobs just in the past year have been just decimated because of automation. And so my primary concern or purpose in life is really what can we do to ensure that we're building the critical skills that we need for success in the fourth industrial revolution? It's a, it's a, a big ask of any government. Um, is there a particular government that's doing particularly well at this or is... I would say that uh, when you look at the, the, the scale of what's changing and the types of skills that are being taught, I think it's very difficult to measure. And if you think about the fourth industrial revolution, the focus is a lot on 
building entrepreneurship. And yep. what does it take to build entrepreneurs? Well, you need those six C's, right? We used to have four, so creativity, collaboration, crit critical thinking, and communication skills. But now we live in a global world. Yeah. And citizenship, you know, we need to think about global warming, you know, those are important factors. And one more important thing that I don't think is emphasized enough is character, right? The six C, because really it's that attitude. Yeah. Do we see other entrepreneurs that are also doing what we're doing? Or do we have a mindset that, oh, I can't fail. And this is the big challenge I see just worldwide in terms of teaching is that teachers are the expert in literally everything except for technology, except for any types of creative things where they could fail. And because they're so used to being the expert and not making any mistakes, their students think they need to be the same way as well. And so as a result, they don't try. They don't go out there, take the risk, be creative, fail, and then try again which is the critical skill that we need in the fourth industrial revolution. So how do we solve that problem? Because we can't change teachers. Often people gravitate towards that career because their character leads them to that and, that, and, and that's often very difficult to change in this setting. How, how do we get over that? How, how do we create incubator kind of, you know, um, entrepreneurial? How do you teach entrepreneurship? So. <laughs> it's really interesting that you mentioned that. Like, uh, I used to, I've worked in technology for over 10 years. You know, um, I'm one of the primary inventors of the first multi-touch table product for education. And I used to think, man, I'm going to totally change education. I'm going to invent this awesome technology and people are going to change the way that they teach. And over 10 years, I've seen all these technologies come and go. MOOCs come and go. Yeah. OLPC come and go. And what took me that long to realize that it's not technology that changes people. It doesn't. People change people. And if I am not able to change the opinion of some teachers to convince at least a few of them, and that's all you need is just a few champions to convert an entire school, city, or an entire country. If I'm not allowed, able to convince a few, then they're not gonna be able to convince others. Interesting. And this is, it's an attitude, it's a cultural thing. And the biggest challenge I see is that so much technology is this thing that's done to teachers. Yes. It's that's like, true. oh, that's new true. policy. Absolutely. As opposed to, this is something I'm doing for you. And I think a lot of teachers don't see the connection between why do I need to teach all these new skills? But at the same time, when I ask teachers, how many of you feel like you're being properly compensated financially for the work that you're doing, almost no hand goes up. No. And the reason for that is, well, economies are in the tank, right? They don't see how, if we keep teaching the way that we're teaching, our economy is gonna get worse yeah. over time, and you're not gonna get paid more, right? That we're gonna be struggling for a very long time. They need to see how this vision of where the four, uh, fourth industrial revolution is going is gonna be directly related to their benefit even as a teacher in terms of their salary, in terms of their times. And really when it comes to technology, the key is do you have the content that is aligned to the curriculum standards that saves teachers time? There's a lot of technology out there, but if we are not aligned to the curriculum standards, that mm. teacher might as well go to YouTube. 
right? Honestly, well, like the they, kids they're just almost go to YouTube because that's bypass the teacher. If exactly. it's just a matter of watching a video, we might as well just. But here's the problem, right? You can watch all the YouTube videos you want and not learn a single thing because our brains are extremely efficient. If we're not pulling that knowledge out, and one of the things that uh, Sugata Mitra uh, was talking about in his self-organized learning environments mm. is that it's about building that community again around the content. It has nothing to do with watching the video. You maybe show a short video, do blended learning, but spend your time in discussion. Spend your time asking the interesting questions. That is the key to memorizing, to learning, to growing. We grow as a community. You know, one of the reasons why MOOCs, like somebody asked me, well, why did MOOCs fail? And MOOCs failed because they thought that we're essentially creating a learning machine. An individual will learn all on their own, like some magical, and that's not how, that's not what learning is. It's not what the learner wanted, that's interesting. I'm pleased you mentioned Sugata, he was our guest yesterday mm. on our radio show. Fascinating mm. man, been following his work, I'm pleased you said self-organized learning. I'm absolutely completely on top of that. Yeah. Love it to bits, use it in my uh, creative workshops with radio broadcasting. Let kids learn from kids in small groups, problem solving, all of those things that you've talked about. When, when I interviewed Sugata yesterday, one of the things that he said to me, which really, like, I, I always wondered, like, I don't get it. How are you going to teach people, like, use the internet when they can't even read, like, preliterate individuals? Yes. And one of the things he said to me was, you'd be surprised yeah. how many people are using video for learning. He's a huge advocate of, like, go and use the YouTube video, yeah. but then have those Socratic questions on there. With a group of kids. It's With the, the collaboration that makes the, the difference there. You're absolutely and right. And even when it comes to searching and finding, Excellent. his recommendation is, no, use the, use the voice recognition yeah. technology that's built into phones. Yeah. This person might not know what 7 times 5 is, but they can ask Siri what 7 times 5 is and get the answer. Indeed. Does it even matter now that I know how to multiply? Well, if you're in our education system here, the government will assess you by way of an examination. So if you want to get through that examination, if that examination, that assessment model is important to you, then that is important. But I am absolutely with you on this. Why are you teaching anything where the answer is in Google, for goodness sake? Exactly. Why bother? The, the, the skill to teach is how to ask Google the right question and understand exactly. from a shed load of answers which one you're going to select and why. Um, and that's why it's really interesting. Fascinating, I, absolutely fascinating to talk to you. Um, where can we connect with you? We're interested. Absolutely. What's the YouTube chat? Share that with us um, now. So what I'd encourage you to do is uh, visit the website, nuitech, N-U-I-T-E-Q.com, or you can check me out on Twitter. I'm at D-O-C-T-O-R-E-T, Dr. E-T. Yeah. That's got to be worth something, isn't it? You, that's, that's pretty good indeed. Uh, Dr. Edward C., thank you so much indeed. I have so enjoyed this. Very interesting, and I look forward yeah, yeah. to a tweet from you with your YouTube video alongside <laughs> this broadcast. Fascinating We'd love stuff. To. We'd love to. Thank you thank so you, much. Thank you for stopping by. Really yeah, good. Yeah, it's Thanks my honor. You're really good. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, chatting live there with Dr. Edward C., thank you. Uh, Dr. E.T. on Twitter. He has a YouTube channel. Really interesting. Some nice video recording equipment as well, and he's been videoing that as well. That'll be available later on. Uh, still loads more to come. Just coming out to 5 o'clock. Some more interviews I want to play. Fabulous Stephen Heppel. Miles Pilling as well. 
uh, also coming uh, next and Helen Price and Caroline Behan uh, they are the uh, chair and head of finance always like a head of finance from Hampton Academy Hampton Academies Trust to get that right uh, and that's coming up in just a moment don't go anywhere there's still loads more here One, two, three, Support radio. Nothing else comes close. They rock out. You guys rock. Play my kind of music. Yeah. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. You're listening to Russell Crew, broadcasting on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network. I don't understand what's going on here. In the mix. Net Support Radio. Live at Bet. In the mix. Really is a veritable who's who today, I have to say. It's six minutes to five. Uh, Anthony Moore has just stepped into my web. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Russell. How the devil are you? Tired. <laughs> it is interesting, isn't it? I was tired at the end of the first day, really. It's no excuse. Look at these young folks around us. They've got the beans. They've got the beans <laughs> to go, which is really interesting. Uh, just remind listeners where you are now and what's going on. Uh, so now I am head of partnerships at Firefly Learning. Uh, one of the largest learning platforms, particularly in the independent school sector here in the UK, growing internationally and across our state schools. So spent the show this year actually doing a lot of walking around and uh, talking to lots of our partners that we already work closely with uh, and also talking to organisations that we can you know, partner with going forward so that we can you know, make life easier for schools and start to bring everything together. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You've got a good history with this show, haven't you? How many years now? I think, Russell, I started in 2003 with you on the Curriculum Online stand. Good for you. You're absolutely <laughs> right. It was fantastic. Um, lollipops, and it was all go-go, wasn't it? We it was. had lollipops and great stuff as well. Those were the days. So, yes, yeah, so I think this is my 17th bet working. well done. Uh, but then I was a teacher before that, and so I used to come as a teacher. So I think I've done about 21 or 22 years, something like that. How's, do you like the changes? Are they, are they agreeable to you? Do you know what? I think on Wednesday I was sceptical, uh, and now I'm okay with it. Uh, what I do think, and I was saying to uh, Dominic Savage at lunchtime, that very different feel between the two halls. Isn't it? Very different feel. Isn't it, it just? It, it feels almost like two separate shows, but not. But you know, when you're in here uh, and then you go over to the side, the other side feels quite airy. There's a lot of space. Uh, whereas this side, you know, interesting, but obviously th this side is very learn teaching and learning focused here in the North Hall. Um, lots of interesting products, lots of new companies this side. Uh, the other side, obviously, lots of hardware technology so naturally the stands need a bit more space to do all of that um, and lots of the international stuff is on that side um, so yeah re uh, interesting I think I'm looking forward to the feedback from this year's show from the organizers and to mm, see what we do very interesting next year what have you enjoyed most at bet today bet today I think for me uh, it's a good annual reunion event, isn't it? Just and I, you know, I see you once a year here, uh, generally, uh, and you know, I love kind of catching up with everybody and kind of seeing people. I've, you know, I've saw some people that you and I used to work with many years ago. Yesterday, haven't seen them for about six years, uh, and you know, so lots of catching up with friends uh, and those kinds of stuff, uh, and then just you know, hearing what teachers are talking about, what are their challenges. You know, what, what 
things are they really looking for at the moment from technology? I think for me in the area I working, very interesting to see the huge and significant growth of Office 365 in schools. Two and a half, three years ago, I was working for a different company focused on Office 365 and it was hard because actually nobody in the UK had heard of Office 365. And now everybody is talking to me about how do you integrate with Office 365? It's the email that did it. It's just real simple, um, enterprise-wide email solution. Just so, was it, it just bang it out. Yeah. It's just easy. It's, it's quick and easy. Really, in, really interesting. That you know, I think that's a big significant change. Change, but I think this year, for the first time in quite a number of years, it feels alive again. There's a bit of a buzz this the whole year. Show. Yeah. Yes, I'd agree with that. There's a bit of a buzz yes. this year, and it's not had it for a few years. Fair so. Enough. That's a really good point. Really, really good point. Um, thank you so much indeed for catching up. It's really nice to check one's compass. And, yeah, it and is. Good, and that's a really good answer as well. Thank you so much. Uh, Anthony Moore, have a, a, the lo- a lovely remaining part of the show. Just, We'd like to say there's just the one hour left, but that's not quite true because <laughs> there's a little bit of extra. That there is extra time at Bet. Now, there, I should trademark that, shouldn't I? extra time well apparently next year we get extra extra time apparently we do that's going to be a bit of a shock (laughs) running the show is running uh, not a Saturday next but we've we've had this on our show just the three days Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, for the show Uh, but uh, it's going on till 8 o'clock that was um, nicely released this uh, this week yes some of us already got a pretty good feeling of that (laughs) well it was bound to happen wasn't it we just have to make up the six hours that we've lost I'm not quite sure who's going to be here at eight o'clock on a Friday night well this is quite I'm here till seven doing this is you know it's a much longer show it's a four hour show um, but it was a three hour show normally it just takes a little bit of while just to even save the show uh, and then edit it and then upload it onto the podcast site Um, and so I can see there are folk moving around the show walking around the show and there are one or two stands still open not not with a full complement of uh, staff just one or two members of staff skeleton staff uh, i have to say uh, but the theaters are full absolutely full. Yeah, yeah. it was an international teach meet last night yeah um uh, and that was pretty pretty busy i have to say yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that was pretty good um uh, and there's some stuff on tonight as well. There's this standard teach me tonight. This standard, standard, yeah, that's teach right. Me. Standard teach me. Ordinary yeah. teach me flavor vanilla. Yeah. Oh, it's just international yeah. last night. And it was a two simples twentieth birthday last indeed night. Indeed, it was party so, time with yeah. Nigel's, uh, which is always really good. Yeah. Um, thank you so much indeed for joining. It's just yeah. a, a pleasure to have you, and I've really enjoyed that. That's yes, really good. Thanks, Russell. Anthony Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Net Support Radio broadcasting live every day from three pm, powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet Twenty Twenty. Let's see how that virus is doing. Let's catch the news headline. Here's Benji. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at Bet 2020. Time now to join our newsroom for the latest headlines. In London, I'm Ollie Barrett. 26 people are now known to have died in China from the coronavirus outbreak. The UN says international help is needed to fight the massive swarms of desert locusts being seen across East Africa. The US has turned down an extradition request from the UK for a woman accused of causing the death of a teenage motorcyclist. And Russia has missed a deadline to send home all North Korean workers, but says it's otherwise complying with UN sanctions on Pyongyang. Thanks, Benji. More news at 5.30. Time for some music. At next, John Newman.
NetSupport delivers the best in classroom instructional tech, early years assessment tools, IT management suites, and top of the line safeguarding solutions. See them all at BET 2020. I just love myself a bit of John Newman there. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. We are live for the next 55 minutes. And then I've got a bit of work ahead of me. This is going to be a huge, huge, huge file uh, to sort out. We'll get it up on the website just as soon as we can. You can get all the details. Listen again, netsupportsoftware.com forward slash radio. The Listen Again app is available there and we'll get this content into there. Eddie is working as fast as he can. Not fast enough, but he is working as fast as he can to get that up there. You can also get it this evening by heading to my SoundCloud site or just simply go to andertontiger.com forward slash bet radio and at the bottom of there this will be there now next guest he's here in the flesh no makeup that will be a clue so this gentleman traveled on the tube this morning without a tiger's face tony shepherd welcome welcome back how the devil are you I'm good. It's always good to uh, come along and have a chat with you. You're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. What I did miss on that one, and nothing to do with you at all, uh, as a news flash just popped up there. Critically endangered eastern black rhino has been born in Wales for the first time this afternoon. Isn't that exciting? That's We're celebrating brilliant. the birth of a critically endangered eastern black rhino. Well, well done uh, to the zoo there in Wales for making that possible. And how long before that's uh, come there to go on to the World Rugby team? Now, that's good, isn't it? They could yeah. learn so much from that, indeed. Yeah. Thank you very much uh, for that. And uh, so sorry to the, uh, uh, the Welsh Rugby team on that as well. I, I do work with them, I have to say. Very interesting how we get on that. So why no makeup? What's going on? Um, I'm just here at BET uh, catching up with a lot of the EdTech suppliers, uh, catching up with a lot of trusts uh, and local authorities. And, and it's just one of those things where this year I thought, I'll wear the T-shirt instead. The so. Kellogg's Frosties T-shirt. Other breakfast cereals are available with Please. less sugar on for a charge. Tony the Tiger. I see. Oh, I see. I see. I've got it. But, you know, I saw that and I just thought, of course, of course. A Frosty. <laughs> Silly me. I don't know why I got that. It's very sugary, you know. Anyway, what have you been up to? What do, what, what's going on in your world right now? Uh, a lot of what we're doing at the moment is trying to get some important information out to schools, local authorities and trusts. So this is being coming from the DfE's Data Protection Working Group. Um, they are using their own website now called educationdatamatters.org.uk. Uh, and on there, there is a raft of information and advice all around data protection and privacy helping schools that are having conversations with the Information Commissioner's Office, mm. um, looking at risk assessments and just trying to be as helpful as we possibly can. And of course, important thing, it's all free. Uh, it's all of the members of the Data Protection uh, Working Group for the DfE okay. have all volunteered their time, their resources, including our lovely friends at NetSupport as well. Oh. Uh, it's, it's just a case of giving that little bit extra to schools. And is it good stuff? Is it appropriate or just a lot of waffle? It's good. It's okay. stuff that local authorities, data protection officers out there now are using with schools, with trusts uh, to make a difference. That's good to hear that. I am delighted to hear that as well. So apart from that, what else? Uh, we've been going out and speaking with a lot of schools and trusts. And important thing, schools are starting to get a few fines. Really? Tell me more. Uh, so schools are getting fined for non-payment of the data protection uh, registration fee. Oh, right. Uh, so it's not big fine, but they are starting to get a slap in the wrist. And these are the first 
fines to do with data protection that schools have Not a lot have of had. money, isn't it? It's something like, is it 60 quid? It's not. It, so there's three tiers. I mean, obviously, if you're a uh, large trust, you'll be, because it's based on your number of staff, right. uh, it'll be into uh, a few thousand. But 60 quid for most of the primary schools That's that you'll see. So yeah, it, it's quite manageable. And also, it's an annual fee. You've, you've got to pay it. There isn't really a choice. Well, a co- one hope that, as well as the payment, comes some compliance, which would be very useful to know, that you know you are safeguarding the data that hasn't been trusted to you. And we've had this conversation on many occasions that a lot of it falls down to simple common sense. And safeguarding is a key word there. It's not really anything new. The data protection laws obviously improved things, made things more accountable. You're already doing so many of these things anyway for safeguarding. If you think about the safeguarding notices that most schools make you read when you go in as a visitor, all it takes is just a few little bits and pieces at the bottom of there to say, please remember to respect the privacy of the children and the staff that are here. Mm. Don't take your mobile phone out to take photos or, or anything like that. If you do see anything lying around, make somebody aware of it. Three very simple things you can stick on the end of that A4 sheet of paper that so many schools have out in reception. It's very good, isn't it? And it seems so simple to us, but it's still a challenge, clearly, for colleagues that have just been fined. <laughs> well, it, it is. It's one of those things where everybody thinks somebody else is doing it, and these oh, little things do get missed. Okay. Um, it happens. I see the problem. I see the problem there as well. So, uh, General, uh, um, from you, what have you enjoyed most at Bet today? I'm asking everyone. In fact, I've got a jingle for that. I haven't played it yet, so let me just do that. that. So, <laughs> Tony Shepherd, what have you enjoyed most at Bet today? What have you enjoyed the most at Bet today? There's been lots of fantastic activity around things that are already there. So we had this a couple of years ago where there wasn't anything really new that we could see. Okay. Uh, I mean, yes, we we can see the folding screens on um, phones and things like that if you really want to go into that. But everything is getting that little bit tighter. Everything is being more focused on what's having an impact. Where's the evidence? And that drive of evidence-based application of edtech has got to be the big thing that i'm starting to see more and more from the various supplies that are here whether it's google and microsoft with the big boys or whether it's some of the smaller folk that are out there everyone is realizing and switching on the fact that you've got to show impact you've got to have evidence around it we're getting there we are interesting i mean there's also things like the nace um you know nace is still around the self-review framework has actually been had a revamp. Membership of NACE now is free because they are a charity. Um, and you do get access to the paper base of the self-review framework. Okay. It's there. It's there. It's a helpful tool. I noticed the NACE badge. That would have been a, a question of mine at some point in time. That's delightful news, I have to say. I'm sure the uh, membership contribution wasn't significant in any shape or form, but it's good to know that it's free and the resources are still available. Yeah. Access to the framework is pretty good value, I have to say. It's quite quite amazing. Uh, brilliant. I, I have missed the makeup, I have to say. The T-shirt hasn't really cut it with me, but I do understand the predicament that you find yourself in. I that do. Yeah. Um, you do need to, to move around. And then, you, by, by definition, you've admitted that the makeup was, you know. 
it's not that it was unprofessional, it's just that it overtook some of the conversation. It overtook some of the conversation, I like that. But the T-shirt, unfortunately lost on me, I now see the meaning, is some compensation. Thank you very much. I think, you need, I think Kellogg's owe you some money for that as well, which is <laughs> really good. Um, Tony, really good to catch up with you. Thanks so much indeed. Good friend of our radio station, uh, Tony Shepherd, ladies and gentlemen. He's been a long-term supporter and long may that continue. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much indeed. Good luck and have uh, the rest of it. Are you staying until Saturday? Are you staying tomorrow? I'm not. I'm staying on, going to the Teach Me because the Teach Me is always, always one of the good. highlights. Indeed, so. indeed. But if you're staying for Saturday, enjoy it. It's the last one you're going to get. But for the moment, thank you so much indeed. Thank you. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. You're listening to Russell Prue, broadcasting on the Anderton Tiger Radio Network. I don't understand what's going on here. Calling all network managers, teachers, and safeguarding leads. Discover how Net Support DNA can help you work smarter and achieve best practice with ease. One, two, three, go! Listeners, really pleased to be catching up with Chris Castell. This is amazing. You're still here. I know. You're alive. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Chris is uh, big cheese at E2BN as well as lots of other hats as well. How's it been with you? It's been great. It's a busy show as ever, but uh, it's nice to have more room in the corridors. It is interesting. It is in the well. Uh, let's turn to your to things more serious than carpet, lack of purple. <laughs> um, uh, Obviously, there's clearly still a role for the fabulous regional broadband consortiums, although we both agreed on many occasions it was not done right from the start. <laughs> we wouldn't have done it uh, in the way it was chopped up, in the way it was done. However, clearly, you've still got a role there. There's still a role to play. Yeah, nationally, we're working all together. Grids, as you know, as the National Education Network come together. And we're doing a lot of work at the moment with the likes of uh, GCHQ with the National Cyber Security Centre, uh, National Crime Agency. Um, because one of the, the things we've been working on, particularly last year, was the fact that cybercrime is increasing everywhere and schools are getting hammered. It's, you know, they've all got networks, they've all got access to the internet, and that leaves them open to the criminals. When you say hammered, insofar as attacked, or, or are, they, uh, are, they, are they simply not compliant? Are their networks not fit for purpose? Where, where are we with that? Well, no network, if it's connected to the internet, it's going to be 100%. And okay. there are various things you can do, but no company here would tell you that they're 100%. And schools uh, have got to allow the freedom for their children to learn, yep. and they've got to try things out. So in some ways, they're open, but there's everything from... You know, students who decide to do try and do a denial of service, which is you know just them being naughty, sure. and that's often uh, that's just inconvenient sometimes, but it can bring the network down. To blackmail camp- campaigns, which criminals go on to, uh, we've seen it in the press where people like Talk Talk have been brought down. Uh, the same things happen to schools. Their data can be frozen and they can be asked to pay a ransom, and that has happened to a couple of schools. Wow. Okay. So. Um it's interesting that we're having a conversation on a uh, on a stand that has um, uh, products and software and things like that to kind of monitor and protect that as well. But what I particularly wanted to know from you is, is there a lack of reporting from the schools? Are schools too afraid to stick their head up there and say these things are happening? What, is that a challenge? We are finding that, uh, you know, anecdotally and in our experience with uh, provided services schools, that us and other grids, we know of schools that have been attacked and they're not reporting it because they obviously there's a, a reputation effect um, 
parents don't necessarily understand. They think if the school's attacked, it's not a good school. It's not the case. But if the schools don't report it, and they can do it anonymously, uh, they report to the National Crime Agency, they can report it to the Greds or the LAs, they're not going to get splashed across the press. No. Um, but if we get the schools reporting it, then that gives evidence to government to say, look, actually this is a problem, and hopefully they might put some money into helping schools deal with the problem because it's, it is a national issue and we need to address it as, as well as we can. Is this a, a national crime agency issue, do you think? Yeah. Okay. And so we just need... Are there bridges that need to be built between us, education community, and them? Or? Well, we're working... You know, the NEN, with all the grids, are working... With, with national, Yeah, with GSEXCU, okay, part of. And that's ongoing. There's a vice on the NEN site at the moment. So okay. there's things that schools need to think about to try and improve their security. Okay. We've already issued that advice, totally Excellent. impartial. Excellent. And very shortly, we're working on another paper. It's what if. So you've done the best you can. You've still been attacked. So there's going to be a paper up there which will help you understand the sort of things you need that's to good. do if you if you do are uh, unlucky enough to get attacked good okay um, we are working hard to get someone from GCHQ on the radio show and I will put some of these questions and points to him Brilliant. if we can make that happen uh, we may need to uh, he may need to present himself anonymously we'll see how that works as well and just rely on me uh, to say that this is bona fide um, thank you so much indeed for My joining pleasure, us really, I'm really pleased that there's still a role and you're, uh, you're still out there peddling away as hard as you can um, how big's the team now? Teams, oh, we're massive. We are nearly 10. Wow, that's pretty good, though. That is pretty good. And how is the lovely Cathy? Cathy's looking, doing well. She's uh, working away. She can't make bet this year. Um, but, yeah, she, I'm sure she'll be back next good. year. She's still around. I'm yeah. really pleased there's still a role to play because we did some great work in, over the years, some great work. And it's good that some of that's been allowed to continue, which is really good. Chris Castell, thanks so much indeed for joining us. Thank you, Russell. Good to see you. Cheers. Listeners, I'm delighted to have two fabulous guests with me. They are from an academies trust, and I do love speaking to colleagues because there's some interesting specific challenges around uh, that particular sector. I have Helen Price, who's the executive head teacher of the Hampton Academies Trust. Welcome, Helen. Thank you so much for joining us. And this is even more interesting head of finance, director of finance, no less. Caroline Behan is also from the Hampton Academies Trust. Ladies, welcome to the official radio channel of BET. Thank you morning. so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How was your journey? Absolutely fine. Yeah, lo lots of people in London. <laughs> yes, not not quite the same as Peterborough, is it? We're from Peterborough, Excellent. Yes. Very nice. Love it there. I have travelled uh, from the station there many, many times, uh, I have to say. Uh, welcome, welcome indeed. Um, Helen, particular challenges for academies these days. They, It's a pretty tough call, isn't it, really? Who, who would ever think of having to do this, really? <laughs> what's, what's currently on your mindset at the moment? Okay, so um, current uh, things that we're thinking about uh, relating to curriculum, obviously we've got a new Ofsted framework um, and we're, we're thinking about um, making sure that our curriculum is fit for purpose and things are well sequenced and we're thinking about what happened before and what comes, comes next. Nice. Um, so it's always a challenge, as you say, to just keep moving with the times and uh, reflecting on the things that we need to do. Good. Uh, size is everything. How big is the trust? <laughs> we're, we're relatively small and we're, we're relatively... Um, um, locality focused so currently the trust has one all through school and all through education is a particular um, interest of mine uh, we have a, a, a standalone primary school and a standalone secondary school and um, looking to expand locally as well um, but 
in the Peterborough area. Now you see, you're never too far from a really interesting topic. Me too. I worked with Portland Academy and Professor Heppel on his all-through school. So I am ah. absolutely on, on target with that. And when I said size, I meant small is beautiful. Because you see these huge academy trusts and you know finance directors have got finance sub assistants who have got finance and all of a sudden there's a team of 50 people doing something that you think hold on a minute this is small and chunky you could be really effective so that's really interesting I love the author I'd like to come mm. back to you uh, a bit but I'd like to bring Caroline in on the conversation now challenges for finance these days that's got to be equally as difficult are you the most popular person in school um, I'm the most popular, but I think in some ways probably the most disliked because I do tend to say no. Um, the issues that we have is that obviously everything within school is a priority. So in terms of developing um, curriculum, workforce, all the things that we want to achieve, yeah. it's just that fine balance of making sure that you can can accommodate all of those. And I think with IT, which is what we're here today to look at, it's about managing expectations about what we can afford and introducing things so we can still have a big impact. So IT will always be a focus for us, but as I said, so there's so many other challenges, it's just that real balancing act for us. I, I just I can't imagine how complex your day is really and you have my admiration because it, you are trapped I think between <laughs> two very difficult places there because uh, as you say you have to say no but I hope you can also say yes to lots of people Absolutely, as well so yes. how important is planning and and just getting things in place because you can't just uh, uh, impulse purchases although you, it's lovely to walk around here that's a tricky call isn't it Planning is absolutely important, it's a real focus and actually what we need to make sure we're doing is it's tied into the school development plan, so the focus for any of development that we make, including IT, and the starting point will be what the heads of school want to achieve, where they want to take the curriculum, what the priorities are and from that that's where we focus on what we need to do to resource that to make that happen and that's when I need to balance it to say well how can we afford to do it, can we not? So we start from an aspirational point of view and work it backwards into making it a really workable model. So it's about prioritising, but it's making sure we've got focus and making sure we're spending our money wisely. Okay, would you say it's all going well so far or? Yeah, absolutely. You, you yeah. always like more money, I guess. Always we, more money. Um, and actually they've introduced the national funding formula, which has had a big impact for us. So um, that's been introduced in the next couple of years as a you know, hard model. So that's meant a bit more access for us to some more funding, which hopefully for us means some more exciting developments in things like IT, Good. as well as other areas. Good. I always write down the Secretary of State for Education. They change so they frequently. Do. these yep. days. So, so it is Gavin, uh, Gavin Williamson, CBE. At the moment. Um, you're yep. right. Indeed, today, this week, it's always nice to there. For Friday, it's, it's only the beginning <laughs> of the Friday, really. Uh, Gavin, we'd like more money up in Peterborough, if you wouldn't mind, please. So uh, just get your checkbook out there. I think they, they've proved clearly they can do a lot with it. Helen, let's talk all through. What an exciting, so one school that's modelled on that whole process or you, you well, have plans for more? Or? Uh, yeah, well that was the beginning of our journey, so um, our particular rule through stories, we, we were um, we were a map that's grown from a, a, an original academy, which sure. is quite a common model, and we started life as a secondary school and because of the uh, population growth in Peterborough, mm. uh, there was a real shortage of primary school places 
and so initially um, in conjunction with the local authority we varied our age range so um, we're a seven form entry secondary school but we're now also a two form entry primary wow. um, and so that was the beginning of the all through journey actually beginning to um, vision an unbroken continuum across the age ranges so we have early years right the way through to sixth form but now as we've expanded and, and we've become a locality based mat we have um, joint post 16 provision across two schools so um, we're, we're really about serving our community and t sort of standing back and taking stock of those educational needs right the way from early years and our next project that's in the offing is developing our own nursery provision wow. so we're going to go even in younger and make it um, 3 to 19 as uh, what, what, what the areas that we're focusing on as a trust. A lovely way of developing the community feel particularly for parents as well. Can I just uh, draw you a bit on the primary to secondary that transi transition are they on the same site or are they split across multi-sites um, we're, we're really fortunate because um, we have um, an at Hampton College in Peterborough we have an expanded learning campus where we had the original secondary school that was built in 2005 so none of our schools are very old um, nice. and then we added a purpose-built primary building nice. so it's a separate building but it's on the same extended um, community uh, learning campus and we also share that site with the community library and sports centre so it's a real community hub and we've got parents and community coming and going all day. I love that. I love the opportunity also of uh, younger folks seeing older folk folks and how they should behave. So they're modelling good behaviour, behavioural practice and I think that's absolutely essential. That This is what we expect of you when you and they've got something to look up to because often this stuff is all done in very you know, isolated and then they, they kind of often move some, some folk move counties to go to uh, the school and the folks are different, the chemistry is different, the teachers are different, the layout is different and then we expect them to concentrate on some serious subject matter in year seven and that's a tricky business. So Absolutely. I'm right behind you on this. Yeah and, and, and what we've been looking to do um, is to innovate what we're doing really at key stage two into key stage three so to think about the learners needs so um, we've been able to actually develop some specialist teaching at key stage two um, which is not that uncommon but we've also um, been taking some primary generalist practices into key stage three so we have nurture provision for learners who are not ready to access the full secondary um, curriculum uh, they're not ready to navigate around an enormous campus so they need sure. need some extra support so we're able to offer an extended transition um, but probably most exciting of all is we've got teachers from the primary sector and the secondary sector together talking collaborating and really thinking about this idea of sequencing so we're not repeating we're not under aiming at year seven which we know is, is an issue in the system um, and we're making the most out of key stage two and key stage three we're undermining I would say as well because mm -hmm. there's a lot of that that goes on yes which is really interesting what, what an exciting proposition <laughs> a really exciting um how are you supported within your network because the all through process uh, fabulous professor stephen heppel here has just arrived uh, and we're talking a really interesting topic i'm going to talk to, to stephen in a second we're talking okay. all through schools here um this is uh, the head of an all through school um and uh, just particularly i wanted how well are you supported so it's a fairly new model um what's your professional development network uh, are the well, the authority won't be particularly well um versed in that because that will be a new concept that where are you being supported that's a really good question because um, when we initially started on the journey there wasn't a lot there and so um, 
we've had to go out and, and look for it and create our own networks um, and part of my own CPD journey is I started a doctorate um, so I became so interested in it um, started to uh, research into the area and from that has grown a network so um, I've attended conferences on our site we've hosted conferences that were initially aimed at school leaders in all three settings and what we found is lots of other people started coming on because where we uh, started off as an all through school actually all phase maps are expanding at a rate and this collaboration across phases becoming thankfully more and more common so we found that there is an interest and an appetite in, in what we're doing. It's nice to be a trailblazer though isn't it right at the front there but often are you getting your fingers burnt though is it is it is it tricky? There are challenges and one of the things that um, Caroline is very familiar with and one of the things I found from my research is that leaders feel they are financially disadvantaged in the all through um, configuration and that's because some of our funding is per institution. So um, even things like the, the little extras money from, from uh, uh, Philip Hammond, uh, we had very little at our all through school because we had to share all of that across um, an enormous okay. organisation. Okay, that's a challenge. That's, that's expectations, isn't it? It's about setting colleagues' expectations. But I mean, once I think you've explained the, the process, I'm kind of, you know, that's what it is, really. Get out there and wash some cars and decorate some stuff and, and bake some say some some cakes. I have some great examples. One in particular in my school, uh, the head said, um, "You're not having a radio station. You buy it yourself." So the kids went off and did just mm -hmm. that. Took them two years, and they raised serious money, many thousands of pounds. Uh, they just get on with it, okay. you know. And if they want something, it's it's possible. It's some really good examples as well. It is lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much indeed. Have a really splendid bet, and I'm really pleased. I'd like to know more on this. We should really hook up and find a bit more because uh, I could introduce you to some interesting people. We certainly need to have a chat with a fabulous professor there Fantastic. as well. I'll introduce you in a second because oh, that lovely. will be really Thank good. You. He's up next anyway. But ladies, for the moment, brilliant to chat with you. Uh, live in the studio, we had Caroline Behan, Hampton Academy's Trust Director of Finance. Caroline, thank you so much indeed. And Helen Price. How Close are we to the doctor? We got. Well, we're, we're getting there. Twenty twenty. Oh, it's, it's going to happen gonna this year. In, done, I look forward sorted. to yep. calling you Doctor <laughs> Helen. So it's designate Doctor Helen Price. Not quite yet, but we're Not nearly there. Yet. It's yep. half. It's half. Half. But she's on the way. Executive uh, head teacher, Hampton Academy Trust. Ladies, thank, thank you so you. much for joining thank us. You. Thank you. And I did manage to get them hooked up with the fabulous professor. Um, Stephen Hebben is joining us for the last 50 minutes of the show. Uh, that's something really exciting to look forward to. We are talking about plants. We are talking about Learnometer. We are talking about the challenges here in the UK. It's a stunning conversation. I learned three crackingly brilliant things from that conversation, as will you. Stay with us, please. There's so much more to come. Miles Pilling is up next. What a fabulous man. Calling all network managers, teachers, and safeguarding leads. Discover how NetSupport DNA can help you work smarter and achieve best practice with ease. Welcome to the annual catch-up with Miles Piling. Miles, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. You Russell. haven't aged at all since last year, I have to say. We both <laughs> seem to be caught in this catalyst of, I don't know, embalming fluid. We've, <laughs> we've not moved on. Although I am feeling more, more exhausted than ever before. Um, it's a great uh, uh, opportunity to catch up with you. State of play of the nation, special educational needs. How is it? How is it? Well, um, needs don't change. Of the technology does. Okay. And uh, certainly at this show, there's some really good things that I would give shout outs to. I would uh, ask anybody who's interested in special needs to pop along to Crick Software's 
uh, stand and look at the new clicker, um, which they call Clicker 8. Um, <laughs> that's a bit predictable. Yes, their roadmap's kind of laid out for them, really, but they're an old, good, solid stay, long-term player. I think they were probably almost here on the very first bet. I can certainly remember, yeah. you know, BBC stuff. Uh, with the old parallel. Yes, they used to use parallel connectors and now uh, things have, of course, changed. So they've been here a long time and some they good have stuff. Indeed. Good family business. Good and stuff. Also new stuff like Lex Explorer, which is a mm. eye scanning, um, sorry, eye gaze tool that um, looks at children's reading and rests on uh, words which the children are spending longer time looking at, which is a good tool to diagnose any early problems. So that's a really kind of interesting use of eye gaze technology. Okay, and it gives again? you a visual map. Company again? Name? Lexplore. L-E-X-P-L-O-R-E. Excellent. Okay, we'll find out more about that. I like that. Nice. Okay, anything else? Well, I work with a huge range of people. At the moment, I'm really excited with the uh, speaker phones, speakers, uh, smart speakers, uh, particularly the Amazon Cube and its ability to help blind people access media like television. Um, to be able to switch on your TV, use a menu guide and have the TV read back to you, which is built into the TV. Um, it's really powerful and it works. Now, part of my job is to make sure that the, 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 this does work. There's a lot of technology out there, but when you apply it to individual need, it sometimes breaks down. Perfect example of this is a certain maker television, I won't tell you, but it boasts to have accessibility options. And uh, when you come to use those options, two voices are happening. One is reading out a menu, a screen reader for blind, and the channel it's operating in the background as well. So you're actually hearing two sets of voices at the same time. No, no, no. Fail. One's got to cancel. It's this Absolutely. kind of thinking we need okay. in products. You need people like you, Miles. You need to tout yourself out to these manufacturers, although I think you'd have to <laughs> fly a long distance to the manufacturer. If it's the same one I'm thinking about. Oh, um, yes. I, I think things have become more mainstream because there's a lovely advert um, uh, with the blind person. It's not obvious that she's blind at this moment. She's getting up and she's asking questions of her. No, I have to tell you, is that, not good? that advert is really lambasted by oh, blind really? people. Go on, tell me more. It, it, it touched me. I thought that was rather good. Tell me why. The reason is most of the people, blind people, say, well, can't she just stick her hand out? Or, you know, they find other ways to find that information. No, what really matters is the fact of being able to make a phone call and to ring up a helpline that has multi-choice options with your voice. Wow. And uh, with uh, So that would have been a better example rather than something yes, trivial yes, as the absolutely. weather. Yes, absolutely. Stick your hand out um, the I have wow. to say, it saved a person's life. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I had a blind person who had total non-use of hands. So blind, no use of hands, only the voice. Wow. She was suicidal. Oh, bless. And uh, now she isn't because her, sp her smart speaker phone connects her. She's able to have conversations with the authorities who have press one if you want to have a grant, press two if we refuse you your grant, press three if you want universal credit, press four if you want to blow the whole system up. You know the kind of thing yeah, of I'm course, talking of course, about? Of course. It's very bureaucratic. And how are those voice commands, you just say the word, how, do, how are those voice commands received? Call um, RNIB and right. it will take you to their helpline and then instead of what usually happens with most systems is they say press one, press two. Okay. Obviously, if you can't use your hands, of course. So what's the voice command? You just command? say press one. You just say that. Just it's say a, that. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Miles, that's amazing. That would have been a better advertisement, I think. 
that would have been a better advertisement. Although it did, I, I think it raises the profile somewhat. I, I can hear what the, the content, but I think those people who are critical of the content have missed the concept. And the concept is that blind people could use this service for that kind of information gathering. I thought that was pretty good it was it was subtle as well it was probably too subtle for, <laughs> for some people but i thought it was subtle it was very 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 good I thought yes i like it when there's a twist but, i thought um, so too but I blind so too. people lambast it oh, because it doesn't do oh, it doesn't tell you what these really do to have the ability to um have a quiz to actually read a book uh, and to make now, those calls that would have been and, uh, that also would have been a good previous you, you know yeah an audio book or something like that just to have it played back and, and select it in that fashion with voice and out and without any technology to do that was really good anything else anything else well the um, in terms of products uh, again move along to scanning pens they have a new bluetooth scanning pen yes that allows you to scan in award-winning scanning pens they won a better <laughs> award this year i'm sure they're telling everyone jack's conquering the world well you did <laughs> highlight it i'm sure i am sure we had a conversation about this last year yes. i'm pretty sure yeah. and you highlighted this as though and here we are with an award under there absolutely it's good stuff i've seen it in use i've seen and heard colleagues talk favorably about it it's not new technologies in no. some ways scanning pens have been around for a long time um, but again, it's in your pocket and you could use it. Um, so yeah, that, that excites me as well. Um, and what is good about this year is the sense of optimism that there is. I know we have the EdTech strategy, the DFE, and I just hope they make the connection between training and product. Uh, we need people like myself uh, enabling to show how it's used in the pedagogy, how it is used to solve individual needs. Uh, we can't expect teachers to have the tech and no training. That is so not um, going to work. No, and there's going to be a leap of faith at the moment between the because they don't specifically mention the training and the, and the word pedagogy does not exist in that document if you search on it. It's not in there. And that's a worry. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's a worry. So Smell the coffee. Well, I know. We've been there. We've been around. Why didn't they just consult with folk like us? I mean, what can you say, honestly? But, you know, uh, it's a little bit of a concern. But, you know, we've been here before. I've... I've, um, I've pointed that out on a number with you know a simple word cloud works really nice take the document chuck it in the word cloud and find oh, out what I did a word cloud on Gove when he came here many years ago and that's a good one not what was one it? mention of special needs at all in the whole of his talk so there you go well there we are <laughs> pedagogy will do the same indeed it will and we are ourselves just getting on with it which is really good um, what are your plans for this year? What are, what are you up to at the moment? What are you looking forward to? Well, I'm very excited about going out to the Lebanon again. Wow. Um, because um, they are at the very first journeys of special needs. And I'm attending a conference there where I'm a speaker, along with several other companies. And uh, they're on a journey of raising the profile of disabled people. If you're disabled in the Lebanon, you literally are unemployable. Uh, you have to set up your own business. Um, it's like we were many years ago and so it's intriguing to see the journey go and to be a part of actually opening up the new possibilities that technology can have to improve people outcomes. So I'm really pleased that some of our well-known companies here uh, are coming along with us on that one. Good. So that's brilliant. Okay, perhaps you can change the outcomes there, that will be really good. And yeah. the path, adjust the path. Indeed. Good. What else? Anything else? Anything else? Oh well, my Lebanon's gosh, a pretty good trip. That's a, a pretty serious um, one there. Well, as you know, I'm part of the British Assistive Technology Association, which we sought to barter, nothing to do with shoes. And uh, we're doing a series of, free, of educational webinars for the whole year. Nice. The next one is AT from BET. So that's partly why I'm here, is to discover new things and 
we'll be talking about that on the webinar. We've got a whole year of it. So. We've beaten them to it here on the we have. Very good ones. <laughs> uh, always good to catch up with you. Thank you very much. Where can colleagues connect with you online? Just remind everyone. Yes, uh, Twitter at Miles Pilling, M Y L E S P I W L I N G, and my email, miles at aas123.com. Miles aas123.com. Pretty good going, Miles. Good to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Net Support Radio, broadcasting live every day from 3 p.m., powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. 20 minutes to six, and that jingle gives me a great opportunity to say hi to Ian Rocky, the head teacher of Westwood with Eiford Primary School, who's travelling back to the fabulous Bradford on Avon with his six year six talented broadcasters. And we're very lucky to have had the privilege of watching them and listening to them this afternoon. You are awesome, guys. Well done. But Connor needs to tidy up his bedroom floor if he can't find his kit. And thank you very much indeed uh, to his father, who very kindly texted the show and shared that with us all. Uh, Good job for all of you. Well done, all of you. Really good show. Really enjoyed it. I'm so looking forward uh, to getting that up onto the website so that you can enjoy that. Bit of editing work this afternoon. Uh, Time for some music and then it's Professor Stephen Heppel. Just chatting to there with uh, Sir Mark Grundy and Lady Grundy. Kirsty Grundy there as well. Good friends uh, having to nip off. Time to catch up with Stephen Heppel. That'll take us nicely, listeners, to six o'clock it's, uh, it's almost it's almost become a regular uh, affair here the annual catch-up with professor stephen heppel stephen welcome to the show thank you so much for joining us oh, it's nice to be back what? even in this other hall you know oh, yes there is a bit of them and us isn't there really i did want to wonder if my passport would be required on so many different levels um uh, to, to move between the halls which i've done this morning what have you been up to oh golly gosh um heaps of things really i mean the little learnometer boxes we were you know, prototyping really for the last five years, and now a product you can buy them online, buy them around the show, and uh, oh, that's a bit scary because the data we're getting back from them, um, it kind of tells us we've been doing learning a bit amateurishly. You know, yeah. the um, you know, it turns out the rooms have been too hot, the CO2 has been dreadful, the light levels. You know, you go into classrooms, they've turned out every other light to save electricity, but. I'm turning them all on to save the kids, you know, it's, it's a big, so those little boxes are going well and we're, we're doing furniture and I've got the, we're part of this catalyst thing of joining up leaders in learning all around the world, South Africa and here and so yeah, just busy, busy times, you know, the world has gone learning mad. We're just hanging onto its apron strings, you know. Well, we say that every year, and I, I, I look around and I reflect on what's happening here, and it doesn't really feel that that step change that we keep uh, prophesizing about is still, you know, it's well, still... Well, not, not here, but uh, in fact, I've just been wandering around the show taking pictures of all the stands that talk about controlling the children and safety and are you ready for lockdown, you know. And, and the rest of the world is saying... The kids are our future, you know, and uh, yeah. how can we invest in them? Let's go. So there's a, there's a real danger. We, well, we are already being left behind, I think, but we'll catch up. We're a smart nation, you know. Well, they were leading on the climate change, weren't they? I mean, all they just to kind of organise themselves into... Well, it's interesting you mention that because, um, you know, we're old enough to remember punk and maybe, maybe, even, maybe even Teddy Boys before that. <laughs> but youth culture was always a bit of a protest thing. And we've just been through 20 years of some of the most patient children the world's ever seen. But suddenly, if you look around the world, you know, 
Greta's gang, and thank goodness, are up there saying, we're done with climate change. It's not a case of reducing emissions. Stop, stop right now, you know. And, uh, you know, the Trumps and Morrisons are being caught out by the strength of that feeling. Hong Kong, the kids are saying, hey, sort out the politics. And I think any moment now, the kids are going to lose patience with education because, for goodness sake, you know, we're just not doing it as well as we might. And, and now they know it because they've got the data. They've got the numbers. And has globalisation made that possible? The internet, the way that we can now see, hear and, and feel how it's happening elsewhere? Well, I think, yeah, one of my joys is to, um, you know, pop into other people's classrooms and the, the kids show me around with their iPads and you know, FaceTime or whatever, you know, and they're, they're showing you what they've done. They say, hey, look at all this, you know. We're, we're doing a lot of this BYOP, bring your own plant at the moment. The kids will, kids will bring in a plant, the plants soak up the CO2, turn it back into oxygen. The kids are all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you know. And, but, but when they look at how the others are doing it, they realise, oh, look, these guys have got their plants in white pots. Why? Because the plants are absorbing light for photosynthesis, so they're making the classroom darker. So you put them in a white pot and it reflects the light back. And then another school, they've named the plants. I was in a school in London where the, one, of the, one of the plants is aloe vera. And uh, one of the kids had called his plant Vera, you know. And he comes in every morning and goes, hello, Vera. <laughs> Which he thinks is hilarious. But I tell you what, he hasn't missed a day. He's not because he goes in because he's got... And so they're got, caring for their... Absolutely. Their... There's a whole husbandry thing going on there. And then other schools are making up little Arduino boxes to measure the moisture and self-water. And everybody's doing it differently. So the seed of an idea explodes virally into... I mean, how many, how many people do we have listening to us every year Russell but I mean if I was the if I was the kid with the top selling um, unwrapping video uh, you know we'd be two or three billion listeners you know it's like wow you know that's a different challenge isn't it but the kids what I'm saying is the kids have got the technology they've got the numbers they've got the interest and they're about to lose the patience and hurrah for that hurrah for that good and how do you think that will manifest itself here in the UK or will it not Will we be forever following, or do you think we might see that here? I think you've got to say we've got an honourable track record of, of learning. Okay. And uh, you know, if you go back to before 1870, you know the mechanics institutes, people were swapping ideas about um, you know their craft and education is still a craft. But I think um, if you think about something like you know, how do we do professional development? Uh, you know, how do teachers keep up with all the stuff in the show? But, I mean, if I give the kids a list of, you know, if I took your fabulous radio systems, which I'm the world's biggest fan of, and if you wrote down, OK, there are 20 things you need to know how to do to run a radio station, you give that to the kids and then say, show those 20 craft things to your teachers, give me evidence that your teachers have understood they're doing it, I'll give you accreditation, I'll give you a diploma, in the leadership of postgraduate professionals. So I'm an eight-year-old and I've now got a certificate that says I can lead professional development for postgraduates because I can, you know. I'm going to bite your hand off for that. So I think the kids have gone from being the thing we did it to to the, to the guys who were helping us do it better, you know. And that's, um, that's kind of where we were about 150 years ago. So... <laughs> Time to get back, isn't it? Really? Did we realise it? <laughs> that would be the challenge. Did we realise it? You're so refreshing. That is just a very... Ins- just that example there about the radio is just a, an inspiring... I love catching up with you. It's just... 
I don't naturally see things in that. I, I'm too close to the grindstone. I'm, I'm the analogizer. I'm too busy fetching and carrying buckets of water for my daily requirements to understand that if I built um, a pipe between the well and that would save me the or, time. Or, uh, or you know, the, it's all about seeing. And somebody said to me yesterday, "Do you see the glass half full or half empty?" And I said, "Typically." The glass is too big, isn't it? That's the problem, you know. <laughs> and so you just you just have to stand back enough to see the real problem, you know. But the kids see it really clearly, and they've got the tools to do it. So, hallelujah would be the phrase, I think, you know. Brilliant. Safe oh, in their hands. How's the year panning out for you this year? What will you be doing this year? Oh, flipping busy. I mean, um, I'm still a professor in UCJC in Madrid, SDS. Um, so that's all going really well, and. Uh, you know, we've got the, the kind of maker movement has exploded across our schools. This this year's the year of wearable tech, so the kids are all going to be, you know, with inflatable wings made out of dustbin bags and lights on their heads and so on. That's going all pretty well. We're, we're looking together at the whole challenge of developing countries. The university has a, a teacher education thing for the um, refugee camps in Kenya. I'm looking at the kids in Pakistan who've got no schools, no teachers, nor will, never will have teachers, you know, 25 million kids, nobody's going to suddenly pay for a million teachers, so these are kids teaching each other, you know, um, the schools in Australia who've survived mercifully, the, the flames got pretty close, but they're still going, these are, you know, Limfield is an all through, all age, stage, not age school, where if you're a kid, you can go as fast as you like, nobody's going to say, Russell, don't do that till you're 14. You can just get out there and do it, you know. And I think those schools that are building structures around how good can the kids be, uh, rather than how naughty can we stop them being, you know. I mean, they're just really seeing big-hearted, well-behaved kids who are blowing your socks off. So, you know, I'm seeing good stuff with the, with the rich countries, good stuff with the poor countries, and. Yeah, I'm having the time of my life, Russell, you know. <laughs> and long may that continue. Resistance to these changes, these suggestions, these ideas? Well, of course, um, there's always somebody who's got a vested interest in doing it wrong. Um, you know, a, a good example would be chairs. Uh, you know, school chairs, you have to sit at a right angle, 90 degrees, and your stomach isn't, I mean, my stomach and your stomach aren't designed to be sat at 90 degrees, but nor are kids. Um, and the kids will slouch back to try and hit about 120, 130 degrees. And um, we know that's fairly optimal. We also know that they need to move every 20 minutes. The research data is very clear. Attention is better when they have regular movement. There's shed loads of, of good evidence. But, you know, somebody makes chairs with right angles and the school caretaker loves them because they stack. Um, so when you say, actually, I want kids who can slouch and I want chairs that don't stack, you can imagine you've got a few people who don't like all that. But when they see how good the kids are, you know, no arguing, no arguing at all. Still a lot to do, Stephen, still a lot to do. Yeah, we're just, we've only just got through the stage of amateur learning. And, you know, I, I do learning for the British Olympic team and all sorts of people, the England rugby team and so on. And what you learn from them is the aggregation of marginal gates. Every damn thing matters. And I think we've only just got to starting to realise how important the Kelvin values are on the light bulbs in the ceiling and the lux value and the temperature and the, we're just starting to realise. The Learnometers, just coming back to that, are they now available? Coming up? Yeah, you go to learnometer.net, um, 
we're working with Murray's gang in Gratnalls who've been, you know, researched in Essex, sure. industrial design in Palo Alto, manufacturing in Korea, then back to Essex to be distributed, and other people are distributing in Space Oasis, firmware. You know, there's a lot of people now getting them out there, and the data all goes up into a big cloud. We're, we're sitting on about a million hours of data now. I'll tell you what, Russell, you learn from that, you do. I mean, one big surprise is the level of pollution caused by underarm deodorant. You know, in, in classrooms where the kids give each other a bit of a, a bit of a blast of, um, you know, their deodorant of the day. <laughs> That's hurting their brains. They might have, they've got lovely armpits, but their brains are going to walk about, you know. So, oh the stuff we just didn't expect, you know. We're, we're doing a thing in Spain looking at of food. What should you eat before the big test? Okay. And, uh, you know, why haven't we told people that before? Uh, you know, a, a can of Red Bull before your big test would be a really bad idea because uh, the caffeine damages your short-term memory. The sugar gives you a... But then the down tail you come, you know, really yeah. sudden and Whereas deep. breakfast with a bit of turmeric and some olive oil in turns out to be flipping brilliant, you know. But who knew that? Who knew that? So we're starting to get serious about learning and it turns out the kids can be a lot better than we thought. You know? Well, I think I always knew I think we all did really it's just we, it's this drive towards evidence based and I it's it's vital but we've got to find a way out not just the evidence we then need the suggestions so yes, but proper science yes. is you've got to look at this properly you know it's, it's no good saying the kids are concentrating really well because we've got all the desks facing in this direction or, or whatever you know you've got to you've got to look at the big picture you look at the blood flow to their brains you know, look at the ones in the corner. You know, most, every teacher will tell you the kids in the corner, their faces are way too far away for direct instruction. I like direct instruction, but you'll remember when you did science, you brought your lab stools up, you sat in front of the teacher, their eyes, like our eyes, were just inches apart. You that know, was the best bit. was the best bit. But if I'm sitting in a desk at the back of a class with 28, 30 kids in, the guys in the corner have not got that connection. So, you know, we, when you're looking for evidence, you've got to look properly, not just... Not just one variable, dear God. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It is precious to catch up with you. Thank you so much indeed for sharing. Uh, I've got three or four really major bits from that. I think plants are our future. BYOP, you heard uh, it here. I you know. love it. I just love it. <laughs> I just, I guess what I'm saying. If you go to hebel.net slash BYOP, no. all the science is there and all the NASA plants are there. And the, yeah, and people are doing it in droves. And, you know, I, I mean, the. the um, the Ukrainian Minister of Education speaking here a couple of days ago said change never comes from the top, it's never us. And and the plants is come storming up from below. I think we probably we probably saved B and Q with them, but schools out there buying buying aloe veras and lilies and so on. You Stunning. Know, so. Bring your own plant. I love it. I absolutely love it. And no network colleagues to tell you you can't plug them into the <laughs> Can't net. plug them in here. Well, we did have some interest <laughs> we NASA has a set list of plants. And we had to take two of them off the list because <laughs> they, they do have irritations. They can cause skin irritation. And NASA thought they'd be safe. And we thought, hey, you know, health and safety, let's play extra safe. No, so I thought that conversation was going in another direction. <laughs> <laughs> and hallucinogenic no. properties. No. <laughs> no eating the plants. But I love it. Well, aloe vera, of course. They're, they're breaking the stem and using it for sunburn and discovering all the things you can do. You know, the plant is there to, clear, to, to scrub the CO2. But it's also a great learning tool and you know i'm going to put coffee on mine you're going to wee on yours let's see who grows the biggest you know kids love that kind of research you know, so. it's science you know oh yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
not in registration, please. <laughs> the, the comments coming on. Bless you. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Have a great year, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks a lot. Chatting live there with a the fabulous Professor Stephen Heppel. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. With Russell Prue. Just amazing. It's six o'clock. You'd think we'd thrown the show together, wouldn't you? Thank you so much indeed, uh, Stephen. That was just amazing. I had three really good bits of information. Uh, the show is now closed today. That's it for today. That's your lot. Thank you so much again to Ian Rocky and his fantastic team of year six young broadcasters, probably listening on the train. I hope that it is all running swimmingly and smoothly for you. Safe journey home, everyone. Uh, folks, we are back here doing it all again tomorrow at three o'clock uh, this is an auto scheduled show so we shall not be here in person so please don't text tweet or phone uh, because we won't be able to read any of that out but we always love to hear from you and we'll catch up with you at some point in time or retweet your message we should have another really interesting show it's the last saturday ever tomorrow and that'll be a very interesting moment there is also edufooty aid there's a hashtag for that edufooty aid and it's a series of five-a-side football matches uh, refereed by the fantastic Dave Smith who's a qualified referee that just should be a blast and a half there's the final whistle as they say slightly late actually because that's uh, past a minute uh, past six but you know not as good as me have a lovely Friday evening whatever you're doing we're back here tomorrow doing it all again thanks for joining us 